On this episode, we discuss House of Gucci. No, Dan, you mispronounced it. The title is House of Gucci. <laughs> Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. No. Hey there, Dan. It's me, Stuart Wellington. <laughs> I'm Elliot Kalin, and I'm uh, I'm wondering why Stuart was so upset by Dan naming himself. <laughs> so, sorry, I was buffering there, guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Knock, knock, and guys. Dan, uh, <laughs> beep, beep. Yeah. Oh, who got the keys to the Jeep? <laughs> oh, look. Who's, who's joining us today, Daniel? It's our guest, Audrey Lazaro. Now, Audrey, how would Flophouse listeners know you best? Um... <laughs> By Dan's constant mentions of my brilliant insight to bad movies. Sure. You were the you were the person who I feel like uh, the Flophouse audience at large was first cued into, or clued into, I guess, uh, by when Dan would be like, so I watched this movie with a friend, and we're like, oh, no pronouns. <laughs> no. <laughs> we don't know who this person could be. <laughs> yes, you. You were the friend, and that now you're here me. with yep. us. You're a friend. My plan has worked. You've been promoted from friend to wife and then promoted from wife to podcast co-host. Yeah. Your long (laughs) con, your grift has come Well, I have to say it's been my dream to work with my favorite podcaster, Elliot Kalen. Uh (laughs) My favorite. Thank you, Audrey. How quickly that dream will become a nightmare in moments. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's it's a real monkey's paw situation. It's easy to love him from the outside. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's so much harder to love me from the inside. Ask the bacteria in my body. Yeah. <laughs> they well, do not like it. Some of them help you out, you know, with digestion. Oh, and such. begrudgingly, begrudgingly. Yeah. They're like, all right, <laughs> for just this once, we'll create an alliance, <laughs> you and me. Um, okay. So, well, yeah, Audrey uh, m- married me in November. <laughs> that's, yeah, but she's there's more. But there's, there's more, more to her, to her than, than that. that but like, yeah. that's the. Most... I'm a whole person, everybody. Uh-huh. I I have yeah. hopes and dreams. <laughs> You're a main character. Dan yeah. is the supporting character. <laughs> no, I, that's yes, fine. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just. You know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering uh, the chain of events that led mm-hmm. us here, one of the links is <laughs> our wedding. <laughs> no, but it's very much she's the Jean Grady or Cyclops, Dan. Mm-hmm. It, she's the hero of the story, and it turns out you're just the supporting character. Yeah. And so who would that make you? Yeah. I'm Nightcrawler or Beast. Everyone knows it. Maybe I'm one character made up of the two of them, Night uh-huh. Beast. And Stuart is, of course, uh, Callisto, leader of the Morlocks. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am. Oh, man, Callisto rules. Yeah, she's awesome. Hey, how did you guys know I was always Jean Grey when we would play X-Men when we were kids? Just context clues. <laughs> well, I'm done adjusting everyone's microphones slightly, so let's get into the What movie. do we do on this podcast? Oh, sorry. Dan? This is a podcast where we watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. And uh, let, let's be clear from the top. I would say that House of Gucci... Um, Got got mixed reviews. This, uh-huh. I think this is right on the edge uh-huh. of something we might cover on the show. On the edge of glory. I think it was. I mean, the I mean, the fact that we're covering on the show means it's squarely something we're covering on the show. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. That's true. But I, you I, got him, Elliot. <laughs> Boom. By yeah. by definition, you know, take him away, officer. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just want to say that we didn't like walk into this one necessarily assuming like the worst, as sometimes we might. Uh, even though oh, no, I do true. think that we try and 
have an open mind about all of the movies we watch. We don't want to just be jerks about it. But. I mean, hell, this is a movie that will most likely get nominated for some kind of awards. Mm -hmm. Certainly, certainly for yeah, certainly for acting and makeup awards. Yeah, it'll be it'll be nominated. But so. you know, it it, it has had. Uh, some detractors, we'll, we'll see whether we agree with it, but also, you know, during uh, the pandemic, it was, you know, it's easy for things to, to be technically flops at this particular time in history. I mean, it's actually, it's already, it's already made much more than its budget. It's technically a box office success. Okay. So, well, uh, well, maybe but, it's just that we wanted to watch something that we might enjoy for once. Yeah. I mean, I so when it comes down to it, uh, if you, listeners, if you are mad that we decided to watch a movie that we did, that we thought ahead of time might not be bad, then I'm sorry. If we're <laughs> if we're not if we're not we're confining ourselves to the narrow purview that you've come to expect and assume and yeah. demand from us. Times we need are, pleasure in our lives too. Times know? are really rough. Everyone deserves joy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. Thank you. Or Comfort. not, we'll see. No spoilers. <laughs> In this episode of The Flophouse. Dan, let's start the show. Okay, so uh, this is a movie called House Gucci. Mm -hmm. It's about uh, the Gucci fashion family, uh, a particular uh, a, a chapter of their lives. Yeah, should we do a quick warning that we're probably going to do a bunch of bad accents? On yeah, this episode, yeah. Oh, I, guess. I mean, they're, they're, so yeah, so anyone House who's listening Gucci to this didn't episode. didn't warn us, but. That's the House of Gucci makes the strange, interesting choice that even though the actors are all speaking in English, because uh -huh. they are Italian characters, they will speak with Italian accents yes. with varying degrees of cartoonishness. Uh -huh. <laughs> it, so going from um, Jeremy it, Irons, who speaks with an English accent tinged with Italian, to Jared Leto, who speaks as Chico Marx would in, uh, in his <laughs> yeah. scenes. Now you say that, but there have been several articles out there saying like that Jared Leto is actually the one who does it the best. Well, as, except as he, comical but, as his character is. But he does uh, – we'll get to it. He, there's one part where there, there's a joke that comes up a couple times that's based on a mispronunciation, which does not make sense if they're supposed to be take, make, speaking Italian. Yeah. That he refers to a mouse as a moose a couple mm -hmm. times, which <laughs> yeah. is a Chico-type joke. And if they're speaking Italian, why would he get those words mixed up? It only, that joke only makes sense if they're speaking English with an Italian accent. Well, I don't know the Italian words for mouse and moose. Maybe they also mm -hmm. sound yeah. similar, but I don't that know. Is a, that, that, that's a separate issue. That is the, yeah, yeah. As, you, as you say, the weird trick that movies try to pull once in a while where it's just like maybe they'll think we're speaking this language if we speak with an yeah. accent of well, that much language. The, if yeah. that, a, that someone who's playing a Russian character if they're not Sean Connery will speak with a Russian accent even mm. though they're speaking English or how everyone in ancient Rome has an English accent. You know, that's mm -hmm. just how it's just the way we do movies here in the US of A because not everyone can have our beautiful American accents. Mm -hmm. you do you know? think it's better if there's no accents at all or do you think it's better when uh – like a death of Stalin situation where everyone just is like buck wild, let's do whatever we want. Uh -huh. Well, I, what do you guys think? What do you say, Stu? I feel like a consistency is key. Yes. And I feel like House of yeah. Gucci kind of like that's highlighted here because Lady Gaga's accent is is a little bit. Uh, it feels it's a little more bit Eastern European. Yeah, a little than, bit Count yeah. Dracula, but she's very consistent <laughs> with it. Just like Jared Leto is a lot like the Atsumata bit from the <laughs> what is it the the Looney Tunes cartoon. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Jared Leto is playing the the guy on the box from the pizza. <laughs> <store>. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he might as well be have his fingers in an OK symbol, kissing his kissing his own fingers, going, "Ooh, that's so nice. That's it's, so nice." Like, it's funny you say that, Stuart, because that is what I said to Audrey when we were talking about accents. Like, the the thing that bothers me the most. It, when I think something's a bad accent, it's when, like, an actor seems just at sea and just, like, keeps shifting it within mm -hmm. the scene. Like, what matters yeah. to me most is consistency of accent. And everyone on this movie is doing totally different things, but they're all internally consistent to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so I was reading something about what Lady Gaga's um, 
process was, and she really spoke in this accent for months and months and months. And for nine straight months, she only spoke with this accent. Yeah, yeah, and she also will change dialect. So she starts off with a dialect where she is supposed to be from in the movie. And depending on who she's talking to and depending on what the situation is and where the time of her life she's at, she will change the accent and inflections. So there's a lot of thought that goes into it. But people who are Italian speakers who study the language still think it's not that great, <laughs> but well, it's really and, thoughtful. And that's yeah. right. Well, that strikes me as a performer doing, putting too much thought into it instead of they're thinking, how would this person, how would their voice really change? Cause the character she's playing, which we'll get into is very much a chameleon who wants to seem different ways to different people, but to the audience at home who is only going to experience this character for about two and a half hours <laughs> and all at once, it doesn't, it's a, and who probably doesn't know that much about Italian dialects. I certainly don't. It comes off as her being somewhat inconsistent. I, ironically, the, the I don't know if you guys felt this way. The person I thought had the least consistent accent was Al Pacino, a man who has <laughs> made movies where he's shot scenes in Italy before, who is yeah. an Italian-American, like, who spoke Italian in a movie. So it's, he, and he's the one where it seemed like at certain points he was supposed to be like, he was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, playing, I'm not playing Jimmy Hoffa, I'm yeah. playing an Italian character. Yeah, Wait I think it's really hard when you're, like, Italian-American is very different from, like, an Italian, Italian. person accent. Yeah. Oh, I, I just remembered his Jimmy Hoff accent, which was like in and out of Chicago. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. Well, okay. Let's. I there will be more accent talk. We promise. But let's get into the movie. Uh, but yeah. But uh, but but that was that was all because the warning that we'll probably be doing fairly insulting Italian accents uh -huh. at some point during this, or cartoonish, let's say. They're done with love for the Italian people and their great culture and all the wonderful things they've brought. I still dream. Uh, yeah. My dream, my my travel dream is I want to go with my family to Italy and drive down the entire, drive south through the entire country. That's something, I don't think there's anything else in the world I want to do more than that. So so anytime I, Can I you make drive a pizza six? voice, uh, <laughs> I'll learn. I'll learn for that trip. Yeah. No, yeah, he's driving I'm, a car. Audrey. I'm sure they'll. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're gonna use a stick like a broomstick. We're gonna be playing Quidditch all all the way down oh, down man. the nation. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure they'll all forgive you, Elliot, knowing that you so desperately want to be a tourist in their country. <laughs> um. Anyway, speaking Sorry, of voices, Sorry, Dan. Wow. <laughs> speaking of voices, the movie begins with a voiceover from Lady Gaga as we hear about how. Uh, coveted Gucci is like what a revered name it is, and Adam Driver is drinking coffee and riding a bicycle and doing all sorts of Italian things. And, and it's not just any coffee. It's a tiny little Italian coffee <laughs> yeah. where they always show, they show him sitting there for a while and then he takes a sip out of that cup. And I'm like, how many sips could he really be taken out of that little cup? Like, come on. Yeah. And there's, there's, must be two, there's two weird moments in this where she, she's like, you will save all your life just so you can have enough money so you can afford the second cheapest thing in a Gucci store. Newsflash, you won't. And I'm like, you don't know me. Uh, <laughs> and then also, wow. this is one of those fucking movies where they start at the end, right? Like, <clears throat> yeah. this is the moments before he's like, I'm going to live forever. And then a dude comes and smokes him. Spoiler alert. So, I, yeah. So, oh my God. I'm just so like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm very tired of this unless it really matters. Wait, what do you, what do you, what's happening over I here? I had no idea. In my notes, I have it. At the end, it's like, oh, he's riding a bike again. And in my notes, oh. I have, after this scene, light sepia filter <laughs> to show us that this is in the past. But I didn't connect. Yeah. Yeah. That was it's the, the same, same time. Yeah. yeah, the scene ends with the guy being like Senior Gucci and he's about to pull out his yeah. uh his silenced pistola. Well yeah. it's a really it's a really weird way they do it. Because you're right, Stuart. This is something that we've seen a lot now where it's like, we're gonna start at the end, then it's like, er, 
Hey, you're probably wondering how me, the heir to the Gucci fortune, got to the, <laughs> yeah. got 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 assassinated. Well, let me tell you, it's a weird story. But the, I didn't know the Gucci story beforehand, so I didn't. I knew something bad was about to happen because otherwise, why show this? But it feels strange to not show not show what's going to happen to him, so that you get so that if you because if you don't know the story, then you're like, oh. I, I guess somebody's about to interrupt him while he, I mean, while he in had my an otherwise notes, nice day. I, I say someone calls his name, presumably the hitman, but that's yeah, well, but, but I, my I knowledge mean, of it comes from, you know, knowing that this but movie I think exists. You do well, that, that's, right? That's, you do that you, when it's at the height of action. So like it would make more sense if you see Gucci as a brand and you see how famous everyone is and uh-huh. like how successful it is, and then you drop you know, the murder, and then you rewind. But yes. this just shows us a guy on a bike who just had a coffee and <laughs> yeah. is just kind of like hanging well, out. And that's the thing, That's that gets to my, I think maybe my biggest issue with the movie, and I'll I, this is a movie that I liked a lot of, but didn't like all of, which is that, I'm not a fashionista. I know the name Gucci, you? but I don't know much about it. He's a yeah, maxinista. I, I, know what you're, I know what you're saying. But uh, I'm more of a, uh, <laughs> I guess I'm more of a sandinista, but, uh, which is someone the who loves sand. Or just no, a- I love I love sand because it gets everywhere and it's very rough. Uh-huh. But uh, the, that I, the, I don't, I needed a primer at the beginning that was kind of, and I didn't want them to do like a Star Wars letter, word crawl, but I don't really know where Gucci fits in the fashion world. And for the first hour and 20 minutes of this movie, it's just kind of taken for granted that you know yeah, what Gucci is, fair. why it's desirable. And so when they're arguing, they're like, this is Gucci. This isn't just any, this isn't Versace, it's Gucci. I was like, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what. So I wish that there was some scene in the beginning that kind of set up, because later there's a line later on where Adam Driver goes, Versace, it's like you're at a at a Hollywood premiere, and this other one's like this. Gucci, it's the Vatican of fashion. And I was like, I wish someone had said this in the first seven minutes of the movie. Because yes. I would have understood what, what, like, kind of why people felt this well, way. Well, I think you know, this worried. movie kind of, in some ways, wants to be a Martin Scorsese movie, and uh-huh. he, like, toyed with doing it at one point, uh, the script. And I think that a Scorsese <laughs> he, version he, of this... He, he, he teased with doing it. He was like, mm, maybe House of maybe. Gucci. Maybe. <laughs> I just know I won't do a Marvel movie. But <laughs> no, You I, know what? Maybe I'll, maybe maybe I'll do I'll... Shutter Island instead. <laughs> there were a lot wow. Of I'll do you. I'll do you, House of Gucci. Oh, just kidding. I'll make silence. <laughs> Gucci, it's me, no, no, Martin I mean, Scorsese. What a anyway. prankster. <laughs> it's like, sorry, Martin, there's not enough uh, Rolling Stones songs that are uh, <laughs> blended with Italian opera songs, so you can't do this movie. Oh. I mean, Man, it makes more sense. Hold on, let me close this, off this the movie. Wait, and also, wait, Mark okay, Scorsese. Up, okay, Dan, well, yeah, because we'll talk about the needle the drops Marty later. The Scorsese yeah. version of this movie would have what you want. Like, I yes, think it would it be would have. focused on like a lot of process and history, and then yeah. like. So, yeah, yeah, what fair. would the Wonka yeah, Y version be? Because he was also up to direct this movie around 2016. The Wonka. Well, and that so would be here's beautiful. The the Wong Kar Wai movie version of this movie would have had another thing this movie is missing, which is that this movie, as we'll get into it, is very cold. It's a Ridley Scott movie. Uh-huh. And this movie should have been warm a and Tony hot. Scott. It should have been a to- well, yeah, it should have been it this should be a passionate movie, but yeah. it, since it's Ridley Scott, it's a very cold movie. And uh like when I was watching it, I was like, I wish Almodovar had made this movie. Like I wish oh, it, like totally. and and the then the performers are trying to get it to that level, but but Ridley Scott is such a such a cool guy. What works in Alien or like yeah. I don't know, matchstick men, you know, isn't yeah. isn't quite right for this. But anyway, uh, also, but someone mentioned, <laughs> mentioned the music. We'll get to the needle drops later because there's some, <laughs> this, this one is, oh boy. Yeah. Some some totally work for me. Yeah, no, I wrote do down yes, yeah. I was, uh, okay, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so we flash back in time to, I think, I think the 70s, I didn't get the it's year. 1978 uh, Milan, it says on the title, okay. on the screen. 
And Lady Gaga is being ogled by construction workers as she goes to her job as her dad's secretary. Um, she should a- really park closer to the trailer because she parks like three blocks down mm, and walks she likes across. It. <laughs> she wants, you know, I'm, I'm, most women I assume don't want this, but Lady Gaga seems to really enjoy these cat I calls. think that's what the movie is trying to say. Yeah. Yes, yeah. this character, Patrizia Reggiano, right? Yeah. She knows will, what I will she, yeah. Call her Lady Gaga and I'll probably call, uh, what's his name, Maurizio? Maurizio uh, Gucci. Uh, I'll call him Adam Driver for the most part. <clears throat> uh, you know how it goes in this podcast. Anyway, she gets a call to go out that <laughs> night. Uh, she's in a club. We're on the radio by Donna Summers playing. <laughs> and Adam Driver's behind the bar. Lady Gaga tries to order a drink from him. And he's like, I'm not a bartender. But he's never really explained why he's behind the bar. Like, I mean, he's like, just looking you for need a drink. A There's no cute. bartender. You need yeah. a meat cute. And yep. that's that's okay. it. And he's like, he's like charmingly befuddled. Like he is. He is a straight nerd at this point, right? Yeah. He is very awkward. And so my guess is that he felt weird talking to the bartender. So he waited for the bartender to go on break so he could go back behind the bar and get himself a drink. That's my guess. So at this point, I was like, team Lady Gaga, fun woman, looks at this shy, awkward man, and it's like, oh, he's kind of (laughs) cute. Wait, why are you looking at me? No, because you're you're doing the— the summary says letting you go. <laughs> and not, there's no deeper implication there. No. Okay. That, no, um, no deeper implication about about kind of a, a cool, stylish lady who set her eyes on kind of a geeky, kind of nerdy, kind of <laughs> quiet guy who okay. ends up turning into – both of them turn into monsters. I feel like yeah. stiff oh. is a really good term. Yeah, yeah, stiff. Pale, just kind of like effectless. But also you like know, it's nobody respects. It's so yes, weird yeah. how Adam Driver kept quoting Sherlock Holmes while he was behind <laughs> the bar. It was <laughs> and it's like gonna Lady Gaga wouldn't like this. <laughs> Quoting Shrek. <laughs> Quoting Shrek. That would be so, I would buy that anachronism as, so hard if it was Shrek Adam Driver. The, the, the one thing out of, the, out of, out of time of this. <laughs> as a Shrek says, uh, I believe in a fairy tale. No, that's not even. <laughs> Somebody once told me the world's gonna roll me. Um. I'm talking about my reputation. <laughs> it's another song that's, in, that's Yeah, in all the famous Shrek quotes we were finding out are just songs that were in Shrek. <laughs> Other than Donkey, there's no... There's a there's a there's an onion quote that's famous from Shrek. An onion quote? Yeah. About onions? Yeah, Probably. he's got like layers. He's got layers. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're I think you're thinking of Harriet the Spy. <laughs> which is a lot like Shrek. Uh, anyway, so uh, they dance together. Adam Driver's uncomfortable. He doesn't seem to know how to dance, but she's, you know, cutting a rug. And uh, Lady Gaga has clearly set her eye to this man. She uh, makes it her business that they will run into each other at, I guess, the library? Is that where mm-hmm. they were? It's, it's like a school bookstore? Cause yeah. Yeah, like, yeah what I think it's a studying? university bookstore. He's, he's in law school. Yeah, and and yeah, she's she's following him around town, trying to find the perfect place to bump into him. Because mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I was watching the movie. I'm like, it's early on. I don't know if whether this is supposed to be creepy or it's supposed to be yeah. cute. And as the movie goes on, you're like, oh, okay, it was creepy. But yeah. at the time, it could be cute. I just realized something. There was a guy following them around in a car. I don't know who that is. Still. That's the guy who's the lawyer, I believe. Right? The I don't think so. I think oh, that was no? kind of like just there's another, this guy following goon. around. It looked like it at first I thought it was a goon who was spying on him, but then I think it might just have been his driver. 
Which it's ironic oh, that yeah, Adam yeah. Driver needs a driver. Like, why would Adam Driver yeah. need a driver? He's already yeah. a driver. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why does Mini Driver have yeah. a driver? Come All on. right, you <laughs> gotta write no, that no, in the sense. goofs. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but because wait, why did they Adam make driver such a big deal had. out of it? Like, I thought I it don't was. Know. At first, because it, it was, yeah, it was a weird, they made a big deal of it, and they made it seem as if he didn't know this guy was following him, but then later he's just talking to him, so oh, I think it was just. I thought, well, I thought he worked for his dad, who was, like, concerned about, like, what he might be up to. It's oh. possibly, like, yeah, it it's very unclear, you know, make... but it, but it's not a, I don't think it's Domenico, the uh, the lawyer, no. who yeah, okay. becomes a bigger and bigger character. Anyway, uh, Lady Gaga stands in front of his Vespa until uh, he crumbles to ask her out, and she writes her phone number on his Vespa windshield and lipstick. Will you have your hands? Audrey, you don't need to raise your hand unless Elliot's talking. And then, <laughs> well, part of a silent gesture is so that you can see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Audrey, Audrey, we still haven't figured that out. And we've been doing this for almost 15 no. years. We still haven't figured out how to notify each other that we want to say something. Uh, no, I find that the clumsier the show is, the more people like it, but sure. 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 Yeah, tell yourself that. Tell yourself that. Yeah. She puts, let, let's just make this clear, because I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but she put her number on the wheel windshield, and then she used the lipstick. Uh-huh. That is so uh, disgusting. Normal, right? <laughs> Did Charlene say, because I know she recommended no, it last Char, week. Yeah, Char, uh, Char didn't point that out, and that's a big thing. Maybe, I mean... Maybe Char it's loves an, windshield. Maybe lipstick. it's an Italian thing, but maybe like bugs and dirt are a key part of getting a perfect lip. Uh, You're right. I don't know lip. how the Italians yeah. do lipstick, so maybe it's part. I of I think it, it's just a movie. Oh boy! Guys. I think she's just trying to be sexy in the movie. It's yeah. like a, there's a scene in uh, the movie The Believer with Ryan Gosling where he throws up, and then his girlfriend gives him a kiss right afterwards <laughs> to like <laughs> calm him down, and it's disgusting. No, yeah. It's like oh gross. <laughs> oh no. So they have a nice date together, uh, and it culminates in a. An awkward kiss in a rowboat where they're just kind of trying I feel, to balance. I mean, it's awkward a, it's describes a, fa- a lot of their romance. Yeah. It's a fairly awkward date. It's like she doesn't want to go into a fancy restaurant, so they kind of awkwardly hold street food, and then they get into a rowboat that they almost fall out of over and over this again. Is a, this yeah. is a montage. She's wearing different yeah. outfits, so these are oh. separate dates. Oh, these are different yeah. awkward dates. Oh. Yeah. So they're, getting more, they're, get, they're not getting any more comfortable with each other. No. She's really yeah. forcing the issue with him. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, enter uh, Adam Driver's dad, uh, Jeremy Irons, who makes no particular effort at an accent. Um, and he dials back the natural Jeremy Irons ham factor quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, because I was like, yeah. he doesn't even yes. sound like Scar. He doesn't sound he's, like yeah. Scar at all. He does. He doesn't sound like a lion. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't yeah, he, look he, like a lion. Although he looks he's, like what I have written down here is uh, if they took John Waters and somebody was like, take John Waters and make him straight, and that's like yes, what yes, he looks like. John Waters. There's another. Yeah. There's another scene where he's dressed up, and my note says, "Duna Dane goes to the Met Gala." <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, he's and he's playing Rodolfo Gucci, yeah. Who was so that we we start to get a little bit of the Gucci family tree here, Dan. You want me to to lay it out for you? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, we'll get into it, but I think maybe having it ahead of time will be helpful. So, <laughs> so, so, uh, so the founder of Gucci was Gucci O Gucci, and uh, this and of his children, the ones who are now running the company in the movie are his sons, Rodolfo Gucci, who was an actor who then 
became, I guess, a designer for the for the company, and his brother Aldo Gucci, who will later meet played by Al Pacino. And Aldo Gucci has been kind of running the business side of the business. And Rudolfo, Jeremy Irons, is Adam Driver's dad, and Al Pacino is the father of Jared Leto's character, Paolo Gucci, mm-hmm. who's very, as Danielle said, when we were watching the Fredo of the move of the family. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. totally the Fredo. If that movie had come out in the 90s, Joe Pesci would have killed that fucking role. Fredo is, Audrey's got a quizzical lurk, look. Um, so Fredo is the, the goofy brother in the Corleone family, the uh, one that no one trusts with the uh, oh, legacy. Okay. He's the one who, he should be next in line after James Conn's character Sonny dies, yeah. but he, okay. he's older than Not Michael. Not too but many he's, spoilers. He's so. like, I'm smart. Oh, sorry. I'm smart. He's, I'm your older brother, Michael. <laughs> but he's a moron. And so they're oh. like, uh, you go to Las Vegas and just be an idiot. Just don't go do that, you know. Um, so anyway, uh, they all go out to lunch together and Jeremy Irons is, you know, ta- like taken enough with Lady Gaga, but is like, okay, she lear- he learns that her dad works in, quote, ground transportation, which brands her as a poor in his eyes. And uh, well, he well, so his her dad runs and a truck part company. of the ma- mafia. It's well, not he's he, he says if her dad runs trucks, he's part of the mafia. He, she's lower class, and he, he goes, yeah. make her your mistress, but don't you don't marry her. Yes. This is it's like um uh in uh in the the marvelous Mrs. Maisel when uh, Joel brings his his rebound girlfriend his secretary they left Mrs. Maisel for to his parents, and his dad is like. Have sex with her. Do whatever you want, but you do not marry this girl. Don't yeah. you don't marry a girl like this. And I don't you know, know about you guys, but at least when I was a teenager and my dad didn't like my girlfriend, him complaining about it to me did not make it make me not want to see her. Yes. <laughs> no. Well, I uh, yeah, mean, it's, sorry, uh, maybe Jeremy Mark. Irons is playing. Maybe he's playing a classic uh, <laughs> like reverse psychology game where he's like, "I love these two, but he's so yeah. awkward. Maybe I'll ignite their passion." It's yeah. just, which is uh, you know what? Which is just the plot of the Fantastics. Maybe he just saw the Fantastics on Broadway. <laughs> Could be. Uh, yeah, so, yes. And Adam Driver has a little monologue about uh, Jeremy Irons' characters, regrets and ghosts, which, like, <laughs> Audrey and I both felt felt unearned at that point in the movie because we're like, we have no <laughs> idea who you are, Jeremy Irons. We're um, both jotting stuff down, and once in a while, we see something, and we both start typing, and then we look, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we high-five, and then we dance. Yeah. <laughs> this movie yeah. took us six hours to we watch. We dance like a wave on the yeah, ocean. No. Romance. But it sounds like you really you really made the most out of it, yeah. you know, made it experience. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he says he's gonna. How mar- did the other people? At, how did the other people in the theater take it when you <laughs> yeah, just see Elle, stop the movie and then dance for a little bit? <laughs> We're like, it. you don't understand theater, and then we high five some more. <laughs> uh-huh. And somebody's like, they have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we high five that that person. <laughs> but, um, so he says he's gonna marry her. And Adam Driver shows up at uh, at her parents for her hand in marriage, and it's like I'm I just split with my father, so I have nothing to offer. So can I have a job with you? He takes a job with her dad, and we see him. I found this very charming at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, at, at the an Italian cover of "I'm a Believer," the Monkey's song starts playing, and he's spraying trucks off with water, which and- is in Shrek. Wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> that's the Shrek House of Gucci connection. But, we did it, House of Shreky. <laughs> but Adam Driver clearly is charming everyone by he like gets into water fights I with love it. other truck <laughs> guys. Yeah, they're having hose soccer. fights and playing playing he soccer. Loves he being loves a it. Truck man. Speaking of hose yeah. fights, I mean and it's well, the it's the best of, job in the it's the best job in the world. You just play with have fun with your friends in the middle of the day. Your wife calls you into the office and you have sex and like yeah. that's it. That's, that's your as, job. As, well, as Stuart was saying, speaking of hose fights, 
Lady Gaga <laughs> finds the soccer so cute that she calls him to the office and they have sex while opera plays and his sex style is jackhammer uh hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks, yeah. it looks okay. not it does not look pleasant for either of them. They do they don't really and seem to be enjoying themselves. And they also lingered on it in a way that they're like like what I have is unbearably long sex scene. It's like Ridley Scott was like stretched for time. <laughs> and, like, is, well, okay. and Stuart's like, thank God a movie has a fucking sex scene. No, I, yeah. Well, I, they're like it's, fumble it's with true. a button some more. I know, and, I like, and she's wearing her cute shit underneath her dress. It's great. Thumbs yeah. up, says Stuart. But there, there's uh, there is something. It's like it's a very sexy scene until they start actually having sex, and then it's like, and then it's like you're slowly driving by a car wreck, and you're like, I should be going faster. Let's part get of the charm. Yeah, when they're like <laughs> grunting like animals. Oh, love it. Can I just say that you look at Adam Driver and Lady Gaga, and you don't think that they would really go well together, but I think they have good chemistry, and I think. Like, it makes sense to see the two of them on screen together. Yeah, at least in these early scenes, I think. And I, I like I like their later scenes, too. Basically, I like the scenes with them more than basically anything else in this movie. But, um, like, they're, they're like, charming. They're, like, super awkward and charming and, like, nerdy. Uh, I kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I think they're, they, I think their performances are, are, yeah, they're at pretty much exactly the pitch they should be at for this movie and I wish the movie was like meeting them at it because they're they're like they're just like a little bit above realistic you know yeah. but but I'm, I mean Lady Gaga has not I'm not surprised at all by this but she's just a, I think she's a really good actress you know no, she's and ama- she can, especially, especially a role like this that plays to her theatricality you know and well, I think she's good at roles too like because the other one is a uh, What's the shallow movie Star A Star is Born A Star is Born Shrek where is born. it's like these very ambitious like clawing to the top type women that yes. she's particularly good at. Uh, the problem well, with I had the problem the, the problem I have with the Star is Born is it's the same problem I have with any movie that Madonna's in except for A League of Their Own. You don't like, like women. I hate women, so I'm like <laughs> replace this character with a man. No, is that it's hard. A man? It is. Gaga? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sir uh, Gaga. Th- is that Lord Gaga? Yeah. Uh, is that they are so powerfully charismatic in their their personas as who they are, that it's hard to see them as, as something else. So luckily she's playing such a theatrical character here that I'm like, okay, that's this. Whereas in, uh, in A Star is Born, when she's first hanging out and she's just singing in a bar, I was like, but that's Lady Gaga. Like, what's Lady Gaga doing there? Like, yeah, put her yeah. on a, she should be in an arena. Like, come on. Is I anyone mean, else seeing this? <laughs> yeah. But she's also very good, like, in this movie, in the early scenes, playing someone who's kind of like, Small and cute, and like doesn't seem to be kind no, of no, but like it's the, but the, but theatrically small, theatrically yes. small, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so well, that's it. You kind of you don't know for a little bit whether she is whether yeah whether she's the 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 innocent who's going to be corrupted by the Gucci family or if she's the all about Eve character who's gonna who's going to bring corruption to them. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's a really that's really good on her part. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, they get married uh, with hardly anyone on the groom side. George Michael's Faith plays. Not my <laughs> I have favorite things, this, of the needle drops, let me no. tell you. No, it is. This is the one where I was like, I, could, I I spent so much time trying to work out the mathematics of why this is the song to play in this in this scene, and I just couldn't do that math. So someone write in. But also, I really want to note, there's one, there's two people who are on the groom side, this like kind of elderly couple, or yeah. like a couple in their 50s or 60s, and I was like, I want to know who they are. Yeah. Like, who, is, who are the the one Gucci couple who decided to show up at his wedding. Yeah. Uh, so Aldo Gucci uh, arrives in the movie at this point, Al Pacino. Uh, he sees about the wedding in a magazine, and uh, he goes to see Jeremy Irons. They are both uh, 50-50 uh, partners in the Gucci business. 
he comes in. Did you did you think it was did you think it was weird that so the paparazzi are taking pictures at the wedding and the and it go the movie goes to black and white as the pictures are being taken. Mm-hmm. But when Aldo picks up the magazine, the picture is in color that oh, he sees. Interesting. It's a so weird I don't choice. know why there's a couple of stylistic choices in the movie like that where I'm like, why is it doing this? Like, hold on, I don't but anyway. What did we watch? Oh, oh, French dispatch. French dispatch. Audrey was like, How do you feel about it going back and forth from black and white to color? I'm like, I don't mind, but it doesn't it does not seem to have any rhyme or reason in the in that yeah. movie either. And and uh I'm going to talk about French Dispatch maybe a little bit later in the episode, but uh, that was something in it where I was like, yeah, it was like, yeah, why I don't I don't know why he's switching between these two yeah. things, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, so Aldo's here in part. He talks about uh, you know building Deal a mall it. in Japan, <laughs> and Jeremy Irons is too tied to the old ways, and Gucci has this luxury brand. He doesn't want to you know make it for the masses, but also Aldo is there to tell him to mend bridges with his son. And uh, he invites Lady Gaga and Adam Driver to his birthday party over the phone while getting a massage. Yeah, and uh, and uh, his you know <laughs> this Maurizio, movie does a pretty good job of taking like very boring uh, plot point conversations and trying to find something to be true. going on, like whether it's a massage yeah. or like just have like animals playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. Or or yeah. one of my favorites when uh, Lady Gaga and Salma Hayek are in a mud, mud bath. Mud bath. <laughs> They're like smearing mud on yeah. each other's faces. They, yeah. yeah, they're in it. They they they're plotting while out on a spa date uh, together. I love it. Oh, they're, they're just even like later on, Jared Leto has to pick up Al Pacino at the airport, and so to show that he's on the phone with someone complaining about how bad his crotch smells. Oh, oh, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so there you he know, had to make the choice to make that call at that time. <laughs> like yes, fish yeah. out coins from his pocket. Uh huh. I mean, he has like a little, he has like a little purse wallet, you know, like with a little yeah. clasp on it. Yeah. Al Pacino <laughs> uh, guilts Adam Driver into coming back to his birthday because he and uh, his uh, Jer- Jeremy Irons' character are getting older. So we see at the birthday, there's a violent rugby game where we meet Jared Leto for the first time where he gets sacked and there's blood in his nose. And he d- then the subsequent scene has him with, like tissue stuffed in his nose the whole time. I will say I didn't realize they were playing rugby because I didn't see the ball at first. Yes. So they walked into this party. There's just a group of dudes rumbling <laughs> on like the ground. White, I'm like, oh my God, outfits. this is why he doesn't want to come back to this family. Yeah. This is yeah, how they handle at, parties. They just fight. At first, it's, a, it's like a it's like a scene fight out club. of The Great, like for that you'll just have a party and there'll just be a huge brawl. Like <laughs> everyone's hitting each other as hard as they can. But then the ball shows up and you're like, oh, it's rugby. Okay, it's not just it's not just a 40-man fight yeah. for, for Aldo's amusement Which at his birthday. Which is still a strange thing to have at a birthday party, right? Like you don't want to do an intense sport. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you there's guys something do. Up there. I think it's a. I think it's a rich families thing where every every event is an opportunity for a competition of something yeah. like the way that yeah. the Kennedys would play football. Like yes. you have to at every every party is a, is a chance for you to to dominate somebody else. Very or, succession, you know. Yeah, mm. yeah, very succession. And I mean, and this movie is about succession. Let's talk about mm. like uh, Jared Leto Whoa. here is buried under a ton of makeup. I've heard yeah. people on the internet describe it as uh, a situation of white face. <laughs> uh, and, now, I don't he, know. He, I don't know about that. He has he has this character pitched at a. I feel like he has this character pitched at a different level from the other characters in the movie that he is like, yeah. he is basically doing a, cause he's playing older than himself or at least feels older than he actually is. 
And uh, he, it feels a little bit like Walton Goggins as Uncle Baby Billy from Righteous Gemstones, where you have a younger man playing an older man that's like herky-jerky and weird. But like this movie isn't at the same pitch as Righteous Gemstones, which yeah. is a comedy, obviously a comedy, whereas House of Gucci does is like a drama that you have to remember, like it feels like a comedy. I, I saw well, a, a David Ehrlich review where I, I liked what he said. He said it was like Commedia dell'arte Fredo. And uh, <laughs> I think that that's yeah. probably. <laughs> this, this, this movie is going for opera and he's doing opera buffa. Yeah. Oh. To put it on, to put it on a, to put it in layman's terms. But, uh, the, <laughs> but no, he is, but he, he's playing like a, like a caricature of that character. And, but he's doing it. I mean, he's, and I what think he's, he's doing, pitched he's at the right of, level. Like that's where everyone to be honest, else should be. I'm not saying yeah, I, agree. I don't disagree with you. I'm saying it's just different than everyone yeah. else. Yeah. But to be honest, I kind of feel like that's the experience of being in a movie uh, or anywhere in a room with Jared Leto <laughs> is that Jared Leto is at a different pitch of, of, of existence than everybody else. Well, and it's just like a, this uh, very much watching this. I'm like, yeah, this is the Gucci, the Gucci cousin who like mails dead rats to his coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see that. So, I have to make a confession that, uh, Dan, you know this about me, but I don't know if you guys do, where I'm very bad with particular faces uh-huh. and uh, mm-hmm. specifically a lot of white men <laughs> look alike. Mm-hmm. And so it was very, very, very frustrating for me when I've seen pictures of Jared Leto uh-huh. in the makeup and I know who he's supposed to be and the lawyer is in the same room who sort of looks like Jared Leto and I'm like wait is he playing oh, two parts yeah, yeah, why yeah. does <laughs> why did they hide Jared Leto under makeup and then hire another Jared Leto lookalike it's <laughs> a good point I mean I, and Dan's like they they don't really look that much alike. they don't look that much alike but, <laughs> but I mean and the, the other one is like a full head of hair and Jared Leto has this huge bald well no no but, know, well, she, real guy. she thinks that the other guy looks like how Jared Leto oh, looks in I real see. life it's like I can see that a little bit. Old man Jared. and play Tilda Swinton. In yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's confusing, but speaking, but they're two separate guys. Speaking of Jared guys, Leto, yeah. this is the scene where we learn about Paulo. This is like where he's really introduced. He's wearing a corduroy suit in kind of a lavender pink and uh, with a belt that goes on the front only. Yeah, like and, there's a. It's like a suit jacket with a strap in the front. That buckles. Yeah, and as mentioned before, he has toilet paper in his nose, and he's smoking a cigarette, and he's arguing that his style is chic, and it's the future. And, you know, like, I don't mind his clothes. Maybe they're not, I don't know, they're not the classic Gucci, but I I, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I, uh, his clothes uh, are amusing to me, but also, like, I'm not the, I couldn't quite tell, there are times when, when I could tell from his designs that these look not great, but it's like, there was no point where I was like, yeah, but the Gucci clothes look amazing. Like there's a yeah. part later on where they're like, look at these fancy Gucci shoes. They're very exclusive. And the people looking at them are like, oh, it's like the Holy Grail. But I was like, it looks like a loafer with like a big fucking gold buckle yeah. on it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that, that like, Gucci but you buckle love I've never been a buckles. fan of. But, yeah, uh, they love big buckles. And, and uh, that- Were they pilgrims? Like, <laughs> yeah, what are they, like Italian pilgrims? <laughs> like fancy pilgrims? What are they, a bunch I don't of Solomon Canes? <laughs> well, what was confusing to me is that his style was really more 80s, so it was yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of the future. So I was like, yeah, looking at it from 2022, it makes sense. It looks bad. But I guess, like, for 80s, this is where it was going, so he's not wrong? Well, yeah, and especially during the fashion show that gets shut down later. I'm like, I can't tell... This is supposed to be bad within the context of the movie, 
but is it bad because it's progressive and they're too conservative or is it bad because it's progressive but not progressive enough? Yeah. Well, yeah, or progressive done for, well, also there's a fashion show later on that's supposed to be the rebirth of Gucci and it's like satin assless chaps and things like that. Yeah, and I was that like, was okay, the- movie. Now I don't know what's supposed to be good yeah, and what's not I, supposed I, to be good. I had in my notes, I'm like, oh, you know, like everyone's reacting like this is good. So I guess that these like assless leather chaps saved the company. But <laughs> yeah, my all notes. All chaps are assless, guys. My Come notes on. say that's true, that's boy true. butt, boy butt, boy butt, boy butt, boy <laughs> butt. Yeah. Perfect. Well, that was just your. You were going to do tongue twisters for yeah. elocution. Um, it's an ASMR practice. Yeah. That's what I, that's what Puts Audrey the whispers ass in to ASMR. me as yeah. we go to sleep. Um, so <laughs> just whispers boy butt yeah. over and over to you. I don't know why. Dan, Dan, That's how Dan gets joker <laughs> So anyway, they leave uh, and Adam Driver is like, look, none of this is real. Like the Gucci family is not royalty. They got into leather goods. What is reality? Because exactly. like oh, the man, grandfather was a bellhop and carried rich people's luggage. But uh, Lady Gaga is clearly enamored of this lifestyle that she's had a peek of. And, uh, and she's really fun in this scene. She's showing a lot of leg. Mm-hmm. It's great. They open a gift. Yeah, she, it's, it's, almost like, it's almost like on the drive home, she decided to take her pants off. There's so much leg <laughs> yeah. on, on display. Yeah. But the gift from the family is tickets to New York. Um, and then uh, Lady Gaga is watching television. She sees a psychic on TV, Pina. Well, Dan, I think you, I think uh, you, 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 you glossed over how. So the tickets are to Pina. New York so that. He can become part of the the company, and then Lady Gaga gives him a blowjob while they're driving yeah, to convince well, him. To I go mean, to New it's York. not like Normal. integral to the plot or anything. I'm I, just saying. Well, this I think is the, it shows the, that she's shows really how, how, driving yeah, the driving force behind. She's who's rewarding. driving the? Yeah, who, that's who drives the drive men. That's what, yeah, that's what's spray painted on the walls. She's a sexual yeah. reward for him getting back into the family. She's kind she's of. really uh, she is already at the point where she's not just like. Oh, I want to be a part of this. She's like, I'm pushing my husband yes. to make him be a part of this so that I can sure. be a part of it. And at each point where people are offering him things, she's saying yes, he's saying maybe, yeah. and then she's going afterwards when it's the two of them and really saying, this is a yes, we're going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Driver's like, call me maybe, and she's like, call me yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, she sees the psychic on television, Pina, who is played by Sama Hayek, and at first... Uh, I think it's just like a psychic commercial, so I'm very confused when Lady Gaga calls in and Salma Hayek answers the phone. Uh, yeah, no, no, this is like, a, it's, she's she's the Italian equivalent of Frasier. You can call in and, and she'll answer your problem. Yeah. So was Miss Cleo live or was it just an ad? No, it was just an ad. Those I mean, were just, just ads. Ad. Those were ads for a hotline, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and also she was not a real psychic. And in case anyone's wondering, this is not Pina Bausch, the choreographer. This is a different Pina, mm-hmm. so. Um, but she asks whether she's going to get what she wants, and she's told she'll get a great fortune. Um, so anyway, we go. Uh, uh, Lady Gaga goes to a Gucci store to see Aldo to try and wait. Med- maybe they're maybe they're just that rich that they can call any show, and the show yeah. has to answer the, the phone and talk to them. Power to of the Gucci switch over from yeah. being a commercial to being a live show. <laughs> like if, so like wealthy. if you. Like if you were watching like uh, like Yellow Jackets and you're like, I have some <laughs> advice for these girls, and you you're so rich that you call them up and they have to answer a phone in the in the show, yeah, sure, yeah, they answer the phone, they get all the actors together, they set up that scene <laughs> yeah. so that they could yeah. put in the live call. 
Exactly. Yeah. You have to wait for a while. And then <laughs> and it, even though it totally breaks the it breaks the reality of that show for them to have a phone call in the show. Yeah, that you're yeah. just that powerful. Yeah, it's you're just like, that oh, wealthy. They, they like pull open a panel on a tree because they're still stuck out in the woods <laughs> in the nineties and there's a phone right there. So they answer it and you're like, Oh, I was hoping I was calling the modern day because I love Melanie Linsky and want to tell her that. Um <laughs> Anyway, Lady Gaga. Can you get modern day on the phone? <laughs> okay, hold on. They've got to send those actors home, bring the modern day actors in. Oh, uh, they yeah. put modern family instead. Oh, what no. a shame. Oh, now you're talking to Ty Burrell, which is its own sort of special pleasure, but it's not what you wanted when you called. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, she brings uh, Aldo and Maurizio back together, building uh, bridges, mending bridges, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Lady Gaga says she's pregnant. Uh, she says are. she's pregnant. Is that that's also that's that when they go to Aldo's second birthday party? Yes, because like a toddler, he has multiple birthday parties oh, <laughs> with yeah. different I people. Thought, yeah, I figured it was I, passage of time there. Buddy. Yeah, I thought it was like a year <clears throat> past. It's oh, very hard to tell time in this. I assumed that he had had his family birthday party, and now this was his birthday party with the workers of Gucci. Like oh. he was, they were going to their I, like little leather fight. Elliot, and, you know. I I will split the difference, but. Not out of diplomacy. This actually is the way I feel. Uh, I couldn't tell what the movie was saying, whether it yeah. was possibly a second birthday party or they're saying, and a year passed. And this is like a sequence but, where, uh, where we see them both in, in, is it both in New York and in Italy, like looking at, like they get the tour kind of of the business from all yes. that. Yeah, and I yes, yeah. I want to mention that Lady Gaga was wearing four-inch heels at a farm, which I don't know if you guys know this, but if you're wearing a stiletto heel and you're in the ground, it just like your heel sinks. Uh-huh. So yeah, that is a lot of hard work for her yeah, and yeah. real commitment. Real commitment. I mean, and, and the real problem is if it sinks too far and it takes root and it sprouts into a stiletto tree mm-hmm. and then you got to just, you got to bring in workers to pick those stilettos and harvest them and take them to the Gucci so stores. You could make yeah. Lady Gaga into uh-huh. a You could kill tree. a million Stephen Webbers <laughs> with those things. Um, Apologies the, <laughs> for the siren outside that I'm sure you can all hear. The And this there's a scene in here where after kind of getting the tour, uh, Lady Gaga's trying to, con- once again, trying to convince uh, Maurizio to take a, a stronger hand in the company and she does that while night lotioning which I'm a huge fan of night lotion is always that's a key uh, key step you got a yeah. night lotion if you're going to try and convince somebody before bed uh, anyway Aldo you know uh, meets them at a Gucci store he says Lady Gaga can have anything she wants they all go to dinner. Uh, he wants uh, Adam Driver to be his right hand man and but he's still dubious meanwhile though Paolo goes to uh, Jeremy Irons to tattle on uh, what's going on between Aldo and his son. And uh, I think Paolo's like, cool, maybe we can do a dad swap. So, like, you can be my dad now. <laughs> do a cool collab. Because <laughs> he, like, brings Are a bunch. Are you my dad now, dad? <laughs> he, I don't call me dad. He brings Jeremy Irons a bunch of fashion drawings to grind, try and get support for these designs. And... Uh, Jeremy Irons like humors him for a moment to make him like seem like, oh, maybe he's going to be nice. And then he's like, hide your drawings away because you're a triumph of mediocrity. And that's the one thing that he and uh, Aldo, his father, can agree on, that he's an imbecile. And he mostly seems mad that he's combined browns and pastels in his designs. Yes. That's even more cruel. That's even more cruel than just denying the guy outright. It's like Uh making him have hope so you can crush it. It's like the opposite yeah. of a reality show judge where you're like, I don't like this thing you made. 
I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pack it. Pack your knives that's because you're going to the finals. That's yeah. because he's an actor. He understands what suspense oh, is. Right. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, but Paolo gets his revenge when he takes Jeremy Irons' signature scarf and pees on it. Yep. I genuinely felt bad for him un- until he peed on the scarf. But Jeremy, no, what's his name? Jeremy's Iron. No, what's uh, <laughs> Jared Leto? Jared Leto is doing such like his performance is so good. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you genuinely feel sorry for him knowing he's that. You know, he's that guy who sent terrible things to his co-stars in Suicide Squad. Yeah, he's, well, he's definitely all the way in at this point. Like, there's, yeah. we're getting a lot of Jared Leto on the screen here. Yeah. And he's yeah. acting in front of but, Jeremy Irons, again, an actor who is known for a ham and the fuck up. So, you know, you know, Jared Leto's <laughs> bringing his A game. Yeah. Jeremy Irons is like, don't ever show these drawings to me again. Now I have to go set a series of death traps before Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Do not bother me. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Adam Driver and Lady Gaga have their baby, and they're called back to Italy because uh, Jeremy it's Irons. A, it's called a Bambino. Character is yeah. ill. Oh, Bambina, because it's a daughter. Oh, my mistake. Thank you. Uh, they tell yeah. him he has a granddaughter, Alexandria, named after uh, 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 Adam Driver's character's mother. Uh-huh. At Lady Gaga's suggestion, and they they bring him a lock of the baby's hair instead of bringing him the baby to see, yeah, it, which seems yeah. weird. I don't know why they didn't do that. And uh, the, there's a father-son, uh, you know, rap approachment uh, right before Jeremy Irons is dead. Um, cut to the funeral. The lawyer explains that because he didn't sign uh, something, uh, Maurizio. So these are these are the. This is the certificate of shares that shows that he's a 50% owner in Gucci. Rudolfo never signed the paperwork. And so uh, if they try to inherit them, they're going to be hit with an enormous estate tax. This yeah. is Italian law, yeah. I guess. What rich a, a people, tax they cannot pay. What rich people do is give you everything beforehand so that it's not an inheritance. You just have it. Mm. Yeah. But he it be, it's didn't like do a that. gift. Yeah, yeah, because of this, I assume because of this uh, this conflict between them. And then he also forgot. Jeremy Irons' character spends a lot of time just sitting in a room watching his own old movies. Yeah. So, I mean, not yeah. Jeremy Irons' like old movies. He's not watching Dead Ringers. He's watching <laughs> Rudolfo's yeah. movies. Yeah. I feel like that's, I, I feel like that's going to be us when we're like super old as we'll be like sitting somewhere just listening to our old podcasts <laughs> wrapped up in a fucking <laughs> shawl wearing glasses. Oh, I would love that. To sit sit in a little Italian garden with a tiny cup of coffee listening to, to the old episodes of the Flophouse. Yeah, that'd be Victrola. great. And then, and you know, and there's, and you know, we're, we're dead because our head just slumps forward slightly and then some leaves fall off a tree. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. I was they gonna know say, we're gone. I mean, a, yeah. a bird would 100% shit on my dead body at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. But you don't care. You're dead. Why not? Yeah, it's a joke. Yeah, you're just like, you gotta get one final larf there. in there. The, uh, yeah, I like <laughs> one final larf. <laughs> one last larf. Last larf. The last larf. <laughs> um, so and Lady Gaga's outraged. Yeah, She's like, like they're like he you go, and sell your the lawyers shares like, Gucci yeah. to to pay it off. To pay and, no. And luckily, we have already been introduced to the idea that Lady Gaga is a master forger since she forges her father's signature when she worked for him. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, yeah. Now Salma Hayek. So she's she's already been able to forge a signature she's seen every day of her life. Why mm-hmm. can't she forge a signature she may never have seen? Salma Hayek is now. <laughs> Uh, Lady Gaga's personal psychic advising her not to let others take what's hers. Selma psychic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's and got then, plenty of cats in her apartment. It's I great. feel love by Donna Summer <laughs> kicks in. So that made me happy. And Aldo. Sure, it's uh, a great song. Shows Adam Driver's new office and uh, everything seems fine. 
Lady Gaga sees that the housekeeper has a handbag that's a knockoff Gucci. And so she goes downtown and she finds people selling these counterfeit bags in the street. And she's mad that Adam Driver doesn't seem to care about it. But And she's like, it damages the brand. Uh, and they take it to Aldo, who doesn't mind because it kind of means that Gucci is this aspirational thing. Like, who cares if people are having want well, knockoffs? I think it, and I think it's also – now, am I make, understanding this incorrectly that Gucci was – was the, I think they're implying was the source of those fake Gucci's. These are lower quality Gucci bags that they're allowing I thought that to be there sent. Was that implication as well, but it was yeah. it was hard to read yeah. exactly what was being said. We debated yeah. over this, and I don't know. I think what the uncle was saying is that the name is what's important. So if like it is aspirational for people, whatever, let them have it. It's the luxury item that. The rich people will get the quality anyways. Could, well, I think that, but I think that's what he's saying is that look, we make the quality items for the rich people, and we may, but we make a lot of money off of these crappy versions that people yeah. think are counterfeit, but we still make some money off of it. Like that, this is the real that he. I think what he's saying is this is really where like we make our money. Implied, yeah. but not stated directly. And I mean, and in real life, they do a lot of those. A lot of the like the fake ones are ones yeah. that come from this the companies it's like and that's he, the that's the scam you know it's it's anyway, fake luxury you know but he also just like tells them like oh without me you'd be shoveling shit in tuscany so <laughs> yeah. he's basically like look i made this company what it is by being a schemer and kind of a con artist so yeah. get mad at me if you want but that's the only way you can afford that huge apartment that you have um and it seems like you know aldo has a good point but then we cut to a fashion show where adam driver learns from a designer that gucci isn't respected anymore so maybe uh lady gaga has a good point mm -hmm. and she's like you gotta take out the trash and that means aldo <laughs> and paulo mm -hmm. and paulo has started his own clothing mm -hmm. line uh which lady gaga wants to talk to him to fix like this competition she goes to see him and flatters him jared leto does a lot of funny dancing in this scene yeah, this, no. is, and this, this is a great reason. scene because yeah. she does a lot of like very fake like, oh, you're so smart or oh, how do you become such a good dancer? It's really good. Yeah. And he's like, I am a good dancer. Thank you so much. Oh, I am. I'm glad you noticed. Nobody noticed, but That's you are a genius. Your moose and mouse shit came. And this yeah. is where he says, he says moose when he means mouse, which again only makes sense if the conversation is in English. It doesn't really make sense mm. if they're speaking Italian because he's from Italy and he speaks Italian and he knows, and they don't have moose in Italy. So they have a word for mouse, I assume. I don't know how yeah. to speak Italian, but you know. But she's pouring poison in his ear, trying to get him to break with his But dad. not literally. Not yeah, it's uh -oh. not Hamlet. They're not uh -oh. really literally poisoning, pouring poison well, in his ear. Well, I mean, that's the tale of Gonzago. It's not really in So how do you think they killed the, the, uh, the king? How do you think Claudius killed him if it wasn't pouring poison in his ear? Oh, you think that's like the direct thing that happened? I don't, that I don't know. That was my guess was that it was like this play is saying exactly what we just did. Mm. Whereas I think Claudius wouldn't be able to shrug it off like, hey, that's how they're killing their, the king? I killed him a different way. What a winky dink, but I'm not too much of a winky dink. If there's a poison expert, tell me out there, would pouring poison in someone's ear be? A, it be killed Gonzago, sure. and I'm <laughs> assuming Hamlet's dad. Yeah. So. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> Trying to get him to break with his dad, and Jared Leto's like, "Can you keep a secret?" And she, this is where she does the father, son, and house of Gucci line. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. that she—that's where if I was in the movie theater watching this, I would be hooting and hollering. Mm -hmm. According to according to the internet, ad libbed by Lady Gaga. Yeah, uh, and uh, Paulo's like, "What am I going to get out of it?" And she's like, "We'll do a uh, we'll we'll make your line, your clothing line." And uh, Adam Driver's mad that. 
you know, she's making these deals without him, but she's like, this line will never see the light of day. And Adam Driver seems disgusted by her schemes, but he also is like going along with all of them, which is like later on yeah. when he rejects her for all the manipulation she's done. I'm like, dude, you, you, you took, you played your part yes. in all of this. Yes. Well, I think this is the, uh, this is the, the, we're getting to the inflection point where she goes from being the the malevolent one to him becoming the malevolent one. Yeah. And it's like this movie, it really wants to – it really follows a Godfather model in a big way with Adam Driver being the closest equivalent to Michael Corleone where he starts out as the innocent and by the end of it, he's in as deep as anyone's ever been and he's gone farther than anyone's yeah. ever gone in in his corruption. But it's like there's such a – I mean, one of the. I mean, that's one of the greatest movies of all time. Like it, his his corruption descent is so clear and it's so understandable. And this one, what there are times when take. he's. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going out of limb here and say the Godfather is one of the greatest movies of all time. But there's a there are times during this where like the the, the corruption arc is just not quite as clear. And yeah. I got I have to admit that I got confused about what their business machinations were. There's a part where yeah. Paolo finishes a fencing match and Maurizio talks him into some kind of scheme and I'm like, I don't really understand what they're yeah, talking about. Yeah, I think that happens shortly after yeah. where we're at, right? Yeah. Well that's uh their Paolo meets with Adam Driver. Uh basically Aldo has been doing tax fraud, and so they're gonna use that as leverage. Paolo tries to phone Aldo to threaten him and uh, because he's kind of just like simpering in his attempts to yeah. be like a blackmailer, Pacino just hangs up on him. Yeah, because is- at first he's like, no, 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 tell me what you want to tell me about. And Jerry Lowe's like, ah, no, 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 let's wait until you're free. He's like, no, tell me now. He's like, it's about taxis. He's like, oh, tell me later. <laughs> no, he said... <laughs> Taxis? What about a taxi? I don't know about a taxi. Bye. Hangs <laughs> up on his son. I mean, I could watch so many scenes of Aldo and Paolo. They're just, so just, great. Like, I want to see. I want the web series where it's just like six minute episodes of Paul, Aldo and Paolo. Yeah. Just what like a what a being, promotional tool that they just left on the table right there. Oh, yeah. they just let. There's this, and we'll get to it. My favorite scene of the two of them where. Uh, Paolo gives Could've Aldo some bad news, and he Quibi, just, if you ask he just me. <laughs> yeah. Th- this was this was the this was the must see show that Quibi needed that they didn't have. They were wasting their time with I, you know, what's her name being a judge and stuff like that. But anyway, so. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chrissy Teigen. That's what it was. She was a judge or something. Maybe yeah. Aldo should have not hung up on it because the next scene is cut to Department of Treasury men showing up uh, to his squash game to arrest him. And Paolo, <laughs> Jared Leto has this regretful scene on the phone where he is at his biggest comic comic opera, I feel like, <laughs> uh, just like sad over the phone and like moving back and forth from that to being like, do you think he's going to suspect it was me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the guy who, who threatened him to do that yeah. with that? Moments before. <laughs> Aldo is guilty. Uh, he's sentenced to jail for a year and a day, which seems very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, and we go to Paolo's fashion show of brown and pastel clothes, uh, which is shut down immediately by a copyright lawsuit saying that he shouldn't have the, the right to the Gucci name. And his wife is gamely trying to sing opera through all of this scene as everything gets shut down. And Paolo confronts them. So upsetting. Yeah. It was yeah. really. Only, yeah. And this is the only diegetic opera in the whole movie, right? Every, all yeah. Other times yeah. it's like, well, we got something to do. But it's just like booming on the soundtrack. We got this Tracy Chapman song. Wait a minute. It turns into an opera. Fast car? 
car? Yeah, yep, it is fast car. No, it's not fast car. <laughs> but Paolo's like, don't you even look at me, you lying sack of potatoes. And uh, uh, he said, he t- "That's and- the line. That's what. That's he has the immortal line. Never confuse shit with chocolate. <laughs> What's crazy yeah. about that line is he says it. He's like, because I know the difference. And then yeah. it cuts to Adam Driver and Lady Gaga, and they're like stunned because it looks like they're considering." How did he, he know shit? the difference? <laughs> did he eat? Did, did someone trick Paolo into eating shit, or did he eat it? Or that yeah. fits within his character I, arc. I think did I Paolo- paused the movie at that point, and I was like. Dan, he's saying he ate shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, here in Italy, we do have toilets that sometimes look like bowls. Did he just walk up to one and think it was a bowl of chocolate and chow down and start digging in? Like, Paolo, what are you talking about? <laughs> Could have been one of those Pittsburgh toilets where it's just a toilet in the middle of the room without that any walls. so wild. Yeah. What do you do with that? I don't, Why apparently, do you need so much space? In the case of Paolo, you just eat the turds out of the bowl. <laughs> you, assume it's a, you assume it's chocolate and you just go for it, yeah. Uh, anyway, Gaga wants to uh, uh, buy the shares of Gucci. Uh, yeah, I mean, shares. The only thing that would have made it better because I know the difference and they start going, milka, milka, lemonade. <laughs> Around the corners of where the fudge is made. Like, and uh, like, I believe that's me, it doesn't taste like fudge. <laughs> but I'm not a real fudge. I'm not a saying it's a real fudge. Don't eat it. Okay, yeah. okay, Paolo. <laughs> I've learned my lesson many times. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> So uh, Paolo is like, a Here's fuck thing. you. It'll look similar, but it smells very different. That's, <laughs> that's how you're going to tell. Okay, Paolo, we got it. We got a it. We got a Jared Leto. It's a very usually subtle, don't come in a soft tubes. <laughs> yeah, chocolate. Here's the thing. It, it has got a kind of a bitter taste depending on how sweetened it is. But uh, shit is just, you know, it's just poop. It's, just, it's, just, it's not, it just tastes like poop and it smells no, like poop. Know. You understand? <laughs> If there's okay, corn like, in it, it, it's probably poop. <laughs> Paolo, we understand. If there's, corn, if there's an undigested kernels of corn, who would put that in a chocolate? I wouldn't. A chocolate with the corn in the kernels? I don't, it's, a, it's a weird herd of bacon bits in the corn. I don't know kind of joke. <laughs> I don't need, I don't, me, let me like be honest. Let me be frank. Showers. Now, in let the can shack, they mistake uh, poop in the chocolate. chocolate. for a shit. It's a very different, though. <laughs> that's, a, that's the opposite of the situation. I don't even like it when you put a sea salt in it a chocolate. So why would I like a corn or other mm-hmm. things? <laughs> if it's like if it's like a baby's chocolate and they swallowed like a penny. Okay, there's a penny in it. Why would someone put that in the chocolate? Yeah, why would they put the chocolate in, in a diaper? So don't eat yeah. that either. And and they're like and they've already left and walked into the yeah. house. He's talking to nobody at this point, you know. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, the police raid. <laughs> I like uh, that Audrey, Audrey, the look on Audrey's face is, I think, is is just confusion at whether I'm saying this or whether it's still the character of the bit or how far <laughs> it's going or any of that. So. No, I was thinking about, you ever, well, I don't know. Do you guys go to baby showers? There's a baby shower I game. I used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or yeah, like, yeah, you eat you out of a diaper, chocolate. Yeah. That's. Uh-huh. Why? It's disgusting. It's, it's gross. gross. I don't want that. I don't because because, because so many of so many uh, r- social rituals are about humiliating the person that you're there to celebrate. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. So you would make, you rather you, uh, eat the chocolate from the diaper or do the race to uh, like have the baby bottle that you're trying to empty by like sucking on the baby bottle until it's finished? I and I it's full of beer or something of like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. Can I, can I just, th- what happens if I lose? Do I get shot? Is it Squid Game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's fine, like Squid cool. Game. Yeah, it's Push called, the dirt it's on called, top. You know what? It's I called, called a nice <laughs> life, and you know what? I get it. It's fine. Uh, it's cool. I get it. Welcome to, just push welcome the dirt to squid, on top of me. Welcome to Squid Shower. There's 250 <laughs> of you, and we're going to do some baby shower games. I thought uh, this was Squid Bridal Shower. 
sure, we can do some of those too. We'll ask questions about your fiance, and if you get them wrong, then I guess you'll be shot by this giant robot girl. So the the literal house of Gucci, not the the figurative fashion house, but the house that they're living in gets raided at this point uh-huh. by the the cops uh, because uh, one assumes that Paolo has tipped them off to the forgery that has allowed them to have their inheritance. Um, and uh, Lady Gaga is trying to clean up the mess. Well, meanwhile, Adam Driver flees to Switzerland on his Vespa, which. It's and, like a motorcycle with his loafers. Yeah. And this sounds like a tense scene. So is there like tense kind of thrillery music playing uh, during I the scene? I didn't write down the music. Did you have Well, no, music? it's ill fe- it's 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 uh it's all Barbara it's Seville opera. music. It's oh, okay. all it's all comic opera. So, the, yeah. Yeah, and this is I like this is the start of another act of the movie. So, uh of course, Lady Gaga has a very different haircut and outfit. Like she has got she looks much more severe than she had previously. And then this is going to lead into uh, a, sequ- a number of scenes that I probably is the highlight of the movie for me. I think it might even top the Aldo Paolo stuff, which is of course, Maurizio and Patrizia hanging out in Switzerland. It's so much fun wearing fits. Uh, yeah. It's so hard to tell how much time has passed because like the birthday party, we don't like I thought that was a year and everyone's like, oh, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same birthday. And like Lady Gaga looks the same. Adam Driver looks the same besides these haircuts that you're Mm -hmm. mentioning. So it's really like you don't know how much time has passed. Well, we don't even see the kids getting that much older. Well, that's the thing. You think that you'd use their daughter getting older to like help mark that time, but they're not. The but movie you barely is so see in, her. Uninterested in the daughter, yeah, yeah. That, uh, but this is, uh, yeah, this is when things start start Maurizio to go bad. Maurizio is skiing in Switzerland. Runs into Camille Cotin, uh, an actress who uh, Audrey knows a lot from. Call Your she's Agent. yeah, she's one of the leads in Call My Agent, that French show. Oh, okay. okay, it's super fun. Everyone should watch it. Uh, it's they you they have real life. French actors, and I think there's an American actor in one of the episodes where they are the agents West for these Duty? actors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll watch I it. Think if it's that West could Duty. be it. I, you okay. have to watch and see. Okay, I'll um, have to find out. And she plays a character named Paula, which is kind of confusing. So we and, already and, have yeah, a Paolo. It's, it's very. Do you think at any point? Because uh, spoiler alert, they they begin to have a romance. At any point, uh-huh. they're making out or something, and he's like, "You know, your name is the same as my idiot cousin's name." <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably that happens. But and I just I like you mentioned the opera thing when they were raiding the house. Yeah, this actress is like a comedic actor in France. So like I know everyone says it's supposed to be a drama, but are we sure? That it's not supposed to be a little comical. Oh no! I think I think, I think it is supposed, supposed to be funny. I think it's supposed to be funny, and it's supposed to be a it's supposed to be an a an over the top melodrama type thing. But uh, like, I don't think it's supposed to be a laugh out loud comedy. But it's supposed to be like a the way that like Goodfellas is a comedy in a lot of ways has a lot of funny scenes, you know. But yeah. uh, it's but it's but Ridley Scott is just like his comedy is not his thing, and and like. Uh, Excitement and big emotions are not his thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. So the movie's so visually, it's so gray and white, and you're like, 
Throw some color on the screen. Come on. Uh-huh. The, the emotions are so big. Like, let's make it colorful. You well, know? I do I do really like, one of the reasons I like this Switzerland sequence is I like how, like, bright the clothes are. I love Lady Gaga's fucking ski outfit that's all red oh, with, like, bright goggles red and up. shit. I love it's it. It's awesome. I love when she sits she's wearing, down. She, she's wearing this big, like, Russian fur hat that is the size of a globe. Oh, like, it's amazing. Great. Yeah. Wasn't she the can, first image from this movie the picture of the two of them in Switzerland yes. and everyone went wild? Yes, like, everyone's oh my like, God. I want to see that. And that and I feel like this sequence kind of lives up to that. Uh, I love like when she confronts Paola and she's yeah. like, oh no, we're just friends on CoStar. We're just checking out if our alignments match It's also match really up. strange to find out he had friends all along because this whole yes. time you just see the family members and people that work for the family. And now it's like, wait, shut up. You have like a group of friends that they all know you and they think you're fun. Uh-huh. Like where did these yeah. people yeah. come well, from? Let's get back. Sorry. Uh, the, the, there's friction between this new woman uh, and uh, Adam Driver, romantic friction between them. Uh, ro- uh, romantic friction. friction is an interesting way to put it. <laughs> yeah. well, a frisson. And then there's yeah. uh, negative friction uh, with Lady Gaga, as Stuart said. Oh, uh, I see. He's, she sits down and is like, uh, hey, I don't understand people who steal things. Wink, wink, get it? Oh, I love you know? it. Look, I may not um, be the most moral person, but don't steal things from other people, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is when Lady Gaga is really, her performance has really come into its own and she's enter, she's starting to enter like Cruella DeVille territory. Yep. Where it's yeah. just like, great, good. And th- and Dan, I think you've, you've uh, getting to the scene, let's mention they do you they do have one marker of, of the time period here the, the where Teddy it's Ruxpin. Christmas where oh it's Christmas and they're pl- they're playing with a Simon and then they give their daughter a Teddy Ruxpin and it's like, <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> and that scene is so fucking great because they give her a Teddy Ruxpin. You're like, hell yeah, Teddy Ruxpin. And then she gives him a watch and he's like totally shitty about it and he kisses her forehead instead of her mouth. And then yeah. he gives her her gift. He doesn't even <laughs> give it to her. He lets the daughter give her yeah, the, the gift. Yeah, the daughter hands it to her. And he, she lets her, the, he lets his wife think that he didn't get her a gift for yeah. Christmas. Yeah. And then she opens the package and it's a fucking gift card to Bloomingdale's, <laughs> a place she doesn't shop. And he's like, yeah. hey, yeah. people could change, you know? <laughs> it's it's fucking so harsh, man. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's a harsh scene, and it's and it's the the like the the. I mean, I I do like it as a scene because that that as a way of showing how cold he's gotten to her, combined with how goofy it is that it's like gotta show it's the eighties. Simon, Simon, it's, Simon, <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, it's great. I love. It. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but well, well, that night, uh, he's like, I'm sending you home. It's clear that like the relationship has reached a breaking point. Uh, the next morning, he's like watching her leave out the window as he's on the phone about other possible investors for Gucci. Uh, meanwhile, Lady Gaga's getting another uh, pep talk from her psychic. Uh, and, you, and you miss the when he sends her away. This is like Charlene made a comment when we were watching it about how she hadn't seen Adam Driver play a character that's like goofy and like nice. And then finally, during their fight, like he gets fi- like he gets physically violent. Like he he taps yeah. into the traditional Adam Driver range of emotions, and he like well, I think I he chokes a- her, and he's like he's like uh, like grow up or grow a little, and she's like, oh, then put some inches in me, loser, and it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have a video that uh, I got to send to Charlene then if she hasn't seen him be funny because he was on SNL as a host and he is hilarious uh, hosting a cat. Funniest home videos <laughs> thing. Great. It's pretty great. Yeah, no, I, everyone, I co-signed this cat. Everyone uh, watch schedule. it. It's America's Funniest Cats. Um, I haven't seen that. I'll have to watch it. Uh, anyway, so uh, Adam Driver meets with the investors, and he's like, uh, you know, let me entice you with this fancy loafer that uh, Elliot 
mentioned earlier, and uh, they're Are on. They made board. He's like you. you mm-hmm. He's yeah. he's like you can't. Former gophers. He's like you can't. Former gophers. Yeah. He's like you can't <laughs> buy these. These shoes are in the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and I'm like, yeah, they're just shoes. I don't know. They're like, <laughs> I mean, they they look like expensive shoes, but it's not. You know, they're yeah. not like Chuck Taylor's something cool. Mm-hmm. You know. Sure. <laughs> And Aldo, not off the wall vans. You doesn't know? say supreme all doesn't over it. Doesn't the Pope wear Gucci or <laughs> the Pope Maybe. wears a Gucci? Maybe the I young one to say that. Yeah. Uh, Aldo and Paulo reunite. No, the, the Pope wears the Pope wears Birkenstocks year round. I know, the, I know that the, the Pope must die. Parentheses T diet. Uh, <laughs> I saw that so on all box you know, once. All, uh, all you know about the Pope is just that that one movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they had to change the name. And the the investors they go to is called, and I'm sure it's the real one, is called Invest Corp, which I think is kind of great. Like, yeah. it's such a bland thing. <laughs> well, uh, they're, 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 it's an Iraqi investment group, right? Yeah. But the moment we've to- all been waiting for happens. Aldo and Paulo reunite in the airport. Oh, uh, as oh, Elliot mentioned before, Paulo's on the phone Highlight talking the about movie. his crotch smell to somebody. <laughs> Uh, and they have trouble finding their car in the parking lot. Wait, <laughs> he's, he's in he's in a matching tracksuit yep. that's got like multiple colors and like triangle angular things on it, right? And yeah, it looks like a fucking yeah. trapper keeper. Yeah, um. <laughs> he's, he should have been design. He should have been designing <laughs> homework supplies all this time. Uh, yeah. him and him and Lisa Max could have just divided up that whole that business between themselves. So you, you know? put a dog with a baseball bat in his mouth, <laughs> and it says a babe rough on it. <laughs> here's a, here's a, my idea. Here's a, my idea. It's a it's a folder like the ki- a folder. The kids put the homework in the folder, and on the front it's a Tyrannosaurus with a mohawk, and he's a surfing with the sunglasses on, and they're like print a billion of these things. You're, you're a genius. <laughs> Kids are going to love this. See, they should have let Paolo run the show. Yeah. Would have yeah. been a billionaire. Oh, man. Paolo, Aldo is mad at him for selling his <laughs> yes. shares, but... He here's, am- a, here's a what I think. You cannot have a too many of floating of triangles and a kind of neon squiggles. <laughs> Uh, good well, stuff. like they go home. They, he's no, like, like they make up your dishes. You playing, didn't wash them. The yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so like, look at this place. It's a mess. These dishes. We got to wash them together. And it's and this is my maybe my favorite move, moment in the movie is them washing these dishes. And and Paolo goes, "Hey, I sold my shares in Gucci." And Al Pacino just goes, "Oh!" <laughs> like, like as if as if someone has just shot a rocket up his butt. Like that's the sound that he's making. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. And uh, so, meanwhile, uh, Adam Driver and Paula have sex. Pina sees this psychically happening somehow. Maybe that I don't was, know. this part is also at this point the, the movie is suggesting that Pina has real psychic <laughs> yeah. abilities and is watching them have sex and yeah. won't. And, and Lady Gaga's like, "What are they doing? What are they doing?" And she's like, "Oh, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. So like, I don't know. Show me where they are." She's sitting on a giant couch that looks like lips, and she's like, "That's fucking hot." Yeah. And uh, the Gucci lawyer comes to Lady Gaga at her daughter's school with divorce papers. She refuses to sign. Um, Aldo and Paolo are going to sell to these investors, but Aldo notices the shoe and he's like, I know what's up. I know I've been betrayed. It had to have been Maurizio who uh, gave these shoes, calls him a fucking traitor, but signs away the shares anyway. We get a, a bit of a montage where he's being interv- uh, Adam Driver's being interviewed for Vogue, getting pictures taken. He's on top, and I think this is the stuff that's kind of the weakest part of the movie for me because yeah. uh, I don't really give a shit about watching a nerd barely run a company. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, at this, at this, the movie has been so much about the fight to control 
Gucci. And now they have it, and it's like, now he's going to run this company into the ground. And it's like, yeah, I don't really care about Gucci the company. Like, yeah. the character no. I've been following up to this point is Patrizia, is, yeah. is yeah. Lady Gaga. And now she recedes so far into the background, and it's like, okay, yeah. he's not running Gucci very well. Great. I, I don't care, you know. Well, it's speaking not, of Lady Gaga, she shows up to plead with him. Uh, wait, I did like I did like when oh. you see he's wasting – so he's spending money – poorly and he buys this incredibly expensive car where the doors slide up and he's so tall he can barely uh, something like that yeah and he's and he's so tall that he's he gets into it so clumsily and i I thought that was a great moment where it's like (laughs) this guy is not fit for what he's doing he's playing a role that he is he really doesn't know how to pull off he can barely get into this super expensive car that he just had the company buy for him i thought that was a funny this scene where lady gaga is waiting outside like like the most spurned, like Staten Island Italian wife. Uh, it's it's amazing because he's so fucking mean to her, and she's like he's trying so to win mean. him over with the fucking photo album, the pictures of their family, and she says, "Look what we created together." <laughs> like, oh man, like, yeah. ugh. And, and he's like, "Nope, sorry, don't care, bye." Yeah. <laughs> he's so he goes, he goes, I feel Alexandra. Bad for you. <laughs> he goes, Alexandra misses you. He goes, I saw her two weeks ago. I'll see her again next weekend. And it's like, wow. And he's like, like I'm you're busy. A bad dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, like, yeah, he is. Yeah, like peak evil uh, ex husband here. Yeah, and oh wait, she, Dan, I'm looking up. Investcor is a real company. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So Investcor founded in 1982, headquartered in Bahrain. So. Well, she rages so about uh, being spurned to Salma Hayek while they lie around in mud baths, as we talked uh, about before. Um, just, you know, smear- smearing mud on each other's faces. Uh, Not a thing <laughs> ladies do when they're, like, maybe <laughs> we would take mud baths together, but we wouldn't put the mud on but each other in that like way. what if you're, like, Lady Gaga and you're being, like, really, like, menacing? So, wait a minute. What Would you instead, I don't <laughs> know, perhaps... playful. Wouldn't you yeah. perhaps, like, maybe have, like, a pillow fight that's, like, <laughs> kind of playful, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, you, you have enough force that the pillows rip open and there's, like... I mean, feathers feathers feathers. Everywhere. we're not talking about, like, yeah. modern pillows that are filled yeah. with, what, like, rubber or whatever? <laughs> you know, bucks, buck, uh, like, buckwheat shells or something yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's less fun. Less sexy yeah. for the pillow to rip open and just buckwheat hulls fall everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, she leaves threatening it is, messages. It is, very fun- it is very funny to see them suddenly plotting while they're at, this, at a spa. And I was like, oh, so they took a spa day together? Yeah. Like yeah. This? It's well, also interesting to see, like, I think the scenes with Selma Hayek, you realize there's no women in this movie. Yeah. And this is like the most women interact with each other in this movie and it's sort of sad that it's like she has no friends well, that yeah. she can turn to, just the psychic that she pays. There's a scene earlier in the movie where they're talking about how to handle Paolo, and Lady Gaga's like, well, he's surrounded by all this masculine energy, and I'm like, yeah, yeah no shit, the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's not House of Bechdel test. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, cool. That. Uh, cool. Well, well there usually isn't yeah, enough women to have a conversation between two women, True. so it's not even like... There's a chance. Uh, well, we see Salma Hayek and Lady Gaga uh, in the next scene wearing black jackets and jeans, which shows that they are serious. <laughs> yeah, this is it like is so this funny. is a fucking community theater Rizzo. Look right <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. They're like, they're like, we're gonna go to a to a roadside dive to hire a hitman. We got to <laughs> yeah. dress up like moms on their night out, pretending to be bikers. Yeah, and uh, they also argue over the cost. Uh, Lady Gaga is not going to go above 600 million lira for uh, a hit. 
but they pay which is up. roughly seventy five dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we we had to we Googled it, and I think it's like thirty five grand, maybe. Oh, that's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot yeah. of money. Yeah, but the lira is a notoriously um, non valuable currency. Yeah. Um. And we go, we see uh, Adam Driver at the fashion show with the assless pants. So this is a, and this is a, this is a big inflection moment in Gucci history, history, apparently. This is when they, this is the first show that Tom Ford was their, Mm -hmm. their designer. So this is director Tom Ford. uh, Yeah. Director Tom Ford. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this is related to Harrison Ford. Uh, nope. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Co-owner of uh, Ford's fuel station in the LAX uh, JetBlue terminal. I don't think so. This Tom, Tom Ford's involved with that, but it's what about the, the Ford Fiesta? Are they related? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Ford yeah, does. Own, Tom Ford party. does own Fiestas. Oh, okay. I mean, the, the fashion show is quite a Fiesta. But this again, one of those scenes where it's like this is an important moment for the history of the business, but it doesn't it doesn't really carry much because. You're not that interested in the business. But I will say the reason I bring it up, Tom Ford is played by Reeve Carney, who I did see on Broadway in Spider-Man Turn oh, Off the Dark. Yeah. <gasps> and the, uh, there is a moment where, uh, where Adam Driver looks over and he thinks he sees Lady Gaga standing in the corner like uh, in the shadows, like lit-by-flashbulbs-like-she's-a-fucking-Twin-Peaks-villain-or-something-yeah-but-that's-just-all-in-his-mind-that's-just-foreshadowing-of-his-doom-he's-just-haunted-by-it-and-so-and-this-and
this is for the fashion fans what it was when like Thanos shows up at the end of the first Avengers movie where yeah. I was like, Thanos? So they're like, yeah. someone had to whisper to their date, that's Tom Ford. But they really character. waited for that payoff because you meet Tom Ford yes. in a different scene and then like things happen, well, then the also, fashion yeah, show or, happens or when and Uwatu, then you get the his wind name. Tour showed up. But he's also re- reading his review about himself in the third person. So I was still at that point confused, like whether he was Tom Ford or whether someone else that we saw. I that only was knew because I looked Ford up or... the at, like the cast and I anyway. saw. Yeah. But they, 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 to... it's if ever there was a movie that that could have benefited from uh like the way they do in the Irishman where people's names come up on screen yeah. when they appear. Mm-hmm. Like this could have benefited um, from that. Point is uh, they want to buy him out for $150 million and make the lawyer CEO, but he throws his food down the floor and walks out. Uh, we return now to the beginning scenes of the movie, uh, which take their sweet time replaying, considering <laughs> that this movie is almost three hours long. And we've already seen this footage before. <laughs> yeah. much but we, we get some full-on, like, I'm going to live forever, king of the world type bike riding from our boy Adam Driver. Yeah, yes. but he gets totally, shot. Totally unearned. On his, yeah. He's just been told that his company is falling apart and they want to push him out, and he's like, well, you know no. what? Everything's I think it's going great. I would I would argue that he is he has realized that he never actually wanted to be in yeah. that oh, company. maybe. And that he and, is and free mm-hmm. again. He's riding a bike. He's living his fucking best life, baby. Unfortunately, he's a, it's running out. Sands through the air. And he's he's established himself as his own man, which he never could before. Before yeah. he was always his father's son. That makes sense. But I see that now. Yeah. Sadly, at his moment of greatest triumph at getting bought out, he gets shot. <laughs> Uh, multiple times and dies. Uh, we see Lady Gaga write Paradiso in her journal in really shaky handwriting for reasons that I'm not quite clear on. Which is which is what happened because it happened in real life because that's what Patrizia Reggiani Reggiani did in real life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, she shows up crying uh, <sighs> at scene. the house where uh, her husband's uh, mistress is and hugs her and then kicks her out of the a house. Yeah, she gives her a hug and then she's like, okay. Escort her off yeah. my property uh, and then beautiful shoulder, moment. shoulder yeah, checks she, like, her. Body oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, like that's the kind of moment the movie needed so much more of. Is like, it's like the movie picks up momentum as it as it goes, like a snowball rolling downhill. So by this point, Lady Gaga is doing this type of dynasty level soap opera stuff that like <laughs> we really wanted the whole movie. Yeah, like, and like, then, she she's crying and she hugs the crying mistress and then goes escort her out of my house and bumps her on so the way good. out. Yeah. For for as slow as the recap first scenes were, then we abruptly cut to two years later. We're in court. Lady Gaga, Pina, the hitman are sent to jail, we are told, uh, with, with text on screen. She clarifies that it's not Patrizia Reggiani. It's Patrizia Gucci. Gucci. Yeah. Yeah. But they're all sent for uh, from between 20 and 30 years in jail. Uh, one of them gets a life sentence. I can't forget which one. Um, probably, probably the, the actual guy who shooter. Killed- yeah. Um, Aldo and Paolo die, uh, we learn, and Gucci is successful under Tom Ford, but no more Gucci's actually serve uh, for the house of Gucci. No I, which, which it Gucci. says I as if it's... I kind of hoped that when they said Aldo and Paolo died, it was going to be through some, like, kitchen hijinks or something. <laughs> Aldo yep, and Paolo died trying... With a pressure trying, cooker accident. <laughs> died trying to catch a mouse that was running loose in their apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out but, it really but, was a moose. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. They they had put out a mouse trap and then a moose came out and stomped on them. Yeah, hit them with the antlers. But they say at the end it says no. Gu- there are no Gucci's involved in the Gucci and f- business. Like 
okay, there's no McDonald's. Is that McDonald's yeah. anymore either? They, like, I don't know what to tell. Like, like, they tell us how well the fucking brand is doing. And I'm like, I don't give a shit about that. Capitalism sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like we're supposed to be in awe. Like, wow, the Gucci oh, brand least- lives. <laughs> All that stuff happens, but Gucci endures. I guess there is justice in the universe, yeah. you know. <laughs> but it's it's but it is very it's very abrupt that how it, the, the movie has spent so much time building everything up, and then it's uh, she it's like he's dead. They're on trial. Goodbye, folks. That's <laughs> like, the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. They could have cut some of that like button fiddling in the sex scene and spend a little <laughs> more time at the ending, nope. <laughs> or or make the sex scene longer and have Lady Gaga use yep. her stiletto heels to mm-hmm. pop the button off of his pants. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That was so good. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's do final judgments, whether it's a good, bad movie, bad, bad movie, or a movie we kind of liked. I, you know, I'll start off very quickly. Yeah, I like this movie. Like, I think that, I think it was too long. I think it could have, you know, benefited for someone from a director who was, you know, not afraid of being a little sillier. Like, I think that. Yeah. I think that it really needed to lean into the, like, murders of the rich and famous uh, element of it, like at its and heart, it, it it should have been soapier and yeah. and like you know tawdrier. Yeah, I'm, I will not say this very often but about like, anything, but like I feel like Ryan Murphy could have handled this, like one of his shitty shows. Like, yeah, he he can hit that kind of tone, right? Yeah, I feel like yeah, you wanted either I, like I was saying earlier, you wanted either the Almodovar version of it, which would be like the art trash version of it, because his movies, as beautiful as they are, have like their sleaze elements. Which they he he revels in, yeah. or the Ryan Murphy version of it, where it's just like, "Ooh, what did she say? Can yeah. you believe that? Oh my god!" Yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff, you know. So yeah, yeah. I would but say I, this is a this is a rare flop house movie that I've watched twice now, uh, and I'm gonna say <laughs> it's a movie I kind of like. Uh, there's sequences that I really enjoy. I mean, I feel like there's as I've I think I've explained, like there's whole sections of the movie I don't really care about. Uh, but I, I do really enjoy basically anytime Lady Gaga's on screen. I think she's great and makes the movie really fun. And of course, the Aldo Paolo stuff's great. Everyone's giving it their all. It's a lot of fun. Like you <laughs> yeah. said, I like they either needed to cut or expand Selma Hayek's role in it, where I understand why it's there because she's part of the murder. But also, it was like they would cut to these scenes and nothing happens and cut away again. So if they could cut some of that out, this would be a lot more fun. And everyone was really good at it. So yeah, yeah. This the, is this is a mo- what's the options? Yeah, Dan. you liked it. I liked it. Yeah, I also liked it. I I mean, it's this is one of the things where it's like I feel like too often we work on a uh, on a binary of good movie or bad movie, and yeah. this is like it's not great, but it's a it's not a bad movie, and it was and I enjoyed a lot of it, and it was like to watch a movie where it's like. Okay, like there's flaws in this, and I can recognize the flaws. But yeah, like the acting is, the performances are fin- are great, and the makeup's fantastic, and there's a lot of fun scenes, and like. And I the, genuinely like the choice to take like popular songs that are like blended in, like either Italian versions or versions that have like Italian opera elements. I think that matches with like the tone. So well, you- I think it's going. It's the tone they're going for. I feel like the opera. The, whenever the opera started playing. It was like what I'm seeing on screen is not as is not at the level that the opera's at. Like but I want to see it being nuts. Like but I, I mean, the to- idea of like of like blending American like pop culture, yes. like trash culture, with something that is like elevated in a way. I yeah. want to yeah. mention that's- we saw Natalie Walker's cabaret show. Is that what you would call it? Yeah. Um, 
And one of the things she did was sing opera while video of the real housewives oh, yeah, were on in the background. Great. And so yeah. there's the captions of what's happening there. And she's like, no, look, it's the same thing. Opera and the real housewives is the same thing. And I think that's sort of what this movie was trying to do. And it just needed just a little, like everyone just needed to get on Jared Leto's level. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the, and like the, the, the look of the movie and the, and the way it was edited and stuff like that needed to be on like it. Yeah. It needed that, that, the the thing that opera and Real Housewives have in common is, is like <laughs> emotions at their highest pitch, and like mm-hmm. that's what this movie needed yeah. more of. But but at the same time, that doesn't make it a bad movie. It's like a solid three star movie. You know, yeah. it's a movie yeah. that's trying to be a four star movie, but it's a three star movie. That's okay. Yep. Yeah. But it'll probably win costuming, makeup. <laughs> yeah, makeup. Effects. Maybe one of the actors <laughs> depends. Yeah, it's the rare movie that makes you think, though, like, oh, I wish, really I wish you, you could uh, be more like Jared Leto. Like, Very rare. Almost uncommon. never happens. <laughs> Wait, let's explain why. why oh, that almost, you, you, it almost never happens that you're like Jared Leto. Yes, do do that. I want that oh, okay. to be what mm-hmm. what this is. <laughs> I thought you were saying that it's the rare movie that makes you want to be Jared Leto, and I was like, you want to be Paolo? Like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, he like, seems like he's having fun. Hey, yeah, Paolo. <laughs> he died in poverty. Modest dreams. Hey. He died in poverty bef- before the final events. It's this is also the this is a tiny thing, but the movie is like. In this year, the murder happened. And then text, it's like, Aldo and Paolo died in these years. And it's like, wait, but that's before before the yeah. murder stuff happened. Yeah. So, but anyway, House of Gucci. Runway, got- don't walk way to House of Gucci. That would be my quote if I really loved it. Terrible. <laughs> should be ashamed. <laughs> You're in a theater. The lights go down. You're about to get swept up by the characters and all their little details and interpersonal dramas. You look at them and think, that person is so obviously in love with their best friend. Wait, am I in love with my best friend? That character's mom is so overbearing. Why doesn't she just stand up to her? Oh God, do I need to stand up to my own mother? If you've ever recognized yourself in a movie, then join me, Jordan Cruciola, for the podcast Feeling Seen. We've talked to author Susan Orlean on realizing her own marriage was falling apart after watching Adaptation, an adaptation of her own work, and comedian Hari Kondabolu on why Harold and Kumar was a depressingly important movie for Southeast Asians. So join me every Thursday for the Feeling Scene podcast here on Maximum Fun. I'm Lisa Hannawalt. And I'm Emily Heller. Nine years ago, we started a podcast to try and learn something new every episode. Things have gone a little off the rails since then. (laughs) Tune in to hear about. Low stakes neighborhood drama. Gardening. The sordid, nasty underbelly of the horse girl lifestyle. Hot sauce. Addiction to TV and sweaty takes on celebrity culture. And the weirdest, grossest stuff you can find on wikipedia.org. We'll read all of it no matter how gross. (laughs) There's something for everyone on our podcast, Baby G. Geniuses. Hosted by us, two horny adult idiots. Hang out with us as we try and fail to retain any knowledge at all. Every other week on Maximum Fun. What I have now is an ad. It's from Squarespace. Squarespace is one of our sponsors. Uh, actually, the only one other than you, the listener, right now, uh, for this episode. Not in general. What am I saying? I'm getting it confused. Let's start over. And say that this show is sponsored in part (laughs) by Squarespace, where you can turn your cool idea into a new website, blog, or publish content, sell products and services of all kinds, and much more. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful, customizable templates created by world-class designers with everything optimized for mobile right out of the box 
a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions and free and secure hosting. So why not head to squarespace.com slash flop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code flop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Now, Dan, I had an idea for a website, and I was wondering if Squarespace could help me out with it. I would love to hear it. So it's a website. I was inspired by the movie. It's called mooseormouse.com. Uh-huh. Let's say you got an animal in your house. You caught one. Is it a moose or a mouse? You don't know. Send it to yeah. us. Our, our team of experts will figure out whether it's a moose or a mouse, and we'll give you the results within four to six months. Now, what's the postage situation on this? Because, uh, I mean, postage for a moose, obviously, much higher than a mouse, one would Yes, that's presume. true. We don't, you have to pay postage. Okay. And if you want it sent back to you, you have to pay postage back to you. Otherwise, we just release it into a parking lot. Mm. But what about moose the cake? Like the dessert. Do well, you also look that? into that? What about well, Moose, I'm, the character for, uh, that attends from Riverdale Art, High School? Yeah. From Archie. Archie. Comics. These are all things you can send that to us. But Audrey, I'm very glad you mentioned Moose the Cake because we have a sister site, shitterchocolate.com, <laughs> where <laughs> just don't, but don't, you don't have to send it to us. Just, just, just send us a picture and we can usually figure okay. it out from that. Yeah. Context clues often is good enough. Yeah. Um, so there's a real Japanese show where people take bites out of things and it could be chocolate or it could be the real thing. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> they'll put a shoe Wait, in front of you. Wait, the play the real thing? <laughs> like, yeah. like The Faith No More albums? Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, so it's like chocolate or it's like a chocolate shoe or a real shoe. Yeah, so yeah. they'll just shove something in your face. You just <laughs> leap of faith, take a bite, and you're like, oh, okay, whoo, that was chocolate. Or sometimes, oh, ooh, that was leather from I, a shoe. I don't think, I, I don't, sorry. I, this from, is a, what, from what I recall, I don't think they just shove things in your face and they're like, take a bite. I think you're like, if I remember the clip we watched. Well, there was like one that was a, a table, so then you you're in get a room down and you to have the to table's like, leg and you bite it. Like, they don't bring yeah. the table to you. Well, no, but you have to, oh, like, okay. figure out what in the room you're going to bite, and then you're like, oh, I hope it's oh. chocolate rather than— I don't know. <laughs> it was it was in Japanese, so I couldn't tell if that's the rules of the game. Yeah. And I'd also like to remind uh, listeners that we have not a sponsor for the show exactly, but a thing that I did that is available mm. for sale. That's right. The Maniac of New York, The Bronx is Burning, my new Maniac of New York series from Aftershock Comics. Number two, issue number two, should be on comic book store shelves as you listen to this episode. So that's the new series, Maniac of New York, The Bronx is Burning. Please buy them, and if you like them and you buy them, then maybe I'll hopefully get to do more of them. So go to your local comic book store uh, and tell them, make mine Maniac of New York, The Bronx is Burning. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for adding the extra words at the end because it might confuse them if if you just said the first part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then they'll give you a Blu-ray, four uh, K Blu-ray copy of uh, Maniac, the yeah. Movie, yeah. the remake starring oh, Elijah Wood. Wow, not the William oh. Lustig film. Everyone loves Elijah. Wood. <clears throat> Everyone loves Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. Says Audrey. <laughs> e L Cool E J E W. Everyone loves Cool Elijah Wood. Uh, hey, this letter is is from a listener. And the listener is called Tyler Last Name Withheld. Hi. Perry? Who who writes, After quitting uh, on Fear of the Walking Dead after its first season, I was recently surprised to find out that one of its most recent seasons featured a doomsday cult nuking Texas. What are some examples you've had of being temporarily detached from an ongoing media and being baffled by how, how wild a shift it underwent? Thanks, Tyler Last Name Withheld. I, I, I got to be honest, like, I couldn't think of a, a, a situation where I, like, dipped out and dipped back in because usually 
uh, if I dip out, I I'm out. Uh, but I will say that the, the example I think of, for, I thought of for this was angel where, uh, the in the last season, student by day, stripper by night, and spoil spoiler alert for the show Angel. Oh, uh, man. Don't they made a show about that, Elliot? <laughs> yeah, I guess in, so. Dan's <laughs> talking about it. In the last season, they become they they are put in charge of what was previously their uh, largest uh, enemies, in the idea that they could uh, change it from the inside, um, which which was a big shift in uh, what the the show was. And uh, honestly, I thought that that last season finally found its footing before uh, then going off the air. But uh, do you guys have thoughts about it? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of a tough uh, question. I I think of, I can think of plenty of examples where I took time away from a, from a media that I really liked, and then when I went back to it, I had changed in some way. Like, I mean, I hate to say it, but I, I, uh, I love the Venture Brothers, but when I came back to it after a long break, I realize I'm like, this just isn't for me anymore. Like this is for whatever reason, the, the it, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's any different than it originally was. I'm just, I'm a, just a different steward now. This is not my, uh, my cup of worms. Mm. Um, or, uh, or like something <laughs> do you, where, uh, do you, I mean, a cup of wait, worms is something you would normally uh, like, but if it's under the right circumstances, gummy worms, duh. <laughs> okay. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, I'm cool, surprised cool, he didn't cool, just, cool, 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 cool. didn't just assume that the, or something where like I started a show and then I put it down because like something like, I remember I started you and I watched the first season. I started the second season. I'm like, uh, uh, I'll take some time away from this. Cause I had ingested so much at once. Uh, and I wasn't really vibing. And then when I came back, you know, like a year later, I was like, Oh wait, I really liked, I like this more than the first season. Hmm. Dan loved that second season so much. Uh-huh. He was texting me. I remember he was not at home. He was texting me the ending of it. I never watched the show. Uh-huh. And he's like, you, you won't believe what happened. This is, this now, show is wild. I'll make it clear that I, you know, I made, I, uh, I made sure that Audrey was not going to watch the show. Wow, you are, you are, you're saving yourself the, from taking some serious anti-spoilers heat from people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had that experience, a, not exactly the same experience, but a little bit with uh, where the X Men comics are right now. That's a I've been I realized recently that I've been reading uh, I've been following Marvel comics characters for almost thirty years, which is ridiculous. It's not something anyone should do, but I've been doing that. And uh, I took a little bit of break from the X Men family books, and then there was a big kind of reboot of them, or not reboot, but a change of the way they work and everything like that. And it's ongoing now still. Uh, and there's a lot of fans for it, but it's just not to my taste. And all the characters are acting not in the way that I am used to them acting. And so it's like, mm-hmm. there was this big status quo shift in the comics where I can't quite wrap my mind around these characters doing these things now. But at this point, it's been the status quo in the X-Men for over a year. So it's not like, so at this point, I'm the one who's out of step with it, you know? Give, give, me, a, give, me, a, give me a tasty example, because uh, well, I so, probably checked out on X-Men at a similar so this, sure. so the big storyline now is that the X-Men have started their own country, which they've done before, but now they're really doing it. Uh-huh. They've started their own country. Only mutants are allowed to be there. It's a mutant paradise, which the comics represent as it being a place where people are constantly just drinking. And con- <laughs> like all they do is dance and drink <laughs> all the time, and nothing else goes on there. Is that and, not paradise? Yeah. Well, it, I mean, there's got to be some – I mean, the part of the problem is that – the characters do nothing recreationally except drink. So there's mm-hmm. nothing going on on the island but but drinking. But uh, 
they've decided that instead of living in the shadows, they are now going to become the most powerful nation on Earth and kind of push everyone, all the other nations around. And they made a big show of taking Mars and saying, this is ours now. We're, it's our planet. We're colonizing it. And it just feels like the um, it's a different morality than the comics I'm used to, where in the, the traditional X-Men comics were like, we got to figure out a way to live together, humans and mutants. And the this morality is... We've been pushed around long enough. It's time to start pushing the rest of the world around. And it's very um, separatist as opposed to integrationist, you know. Yeah. And it's just – and uh, characters are going along with this plan that it seems unrealistic to me, you know, yeah. that they would – their personalities would. But, you know, maybe I'm just out of touch and we live in more confrontational times and yeah. it's – and the old, the old soft liberalism has given way to the hard-edged um, liberalism of today. So – I don't know. I can't figure it out. But eventually it'll be rebooted and they'll be back to like <laughs> being in a school and like going into space every now and then. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, this. Uh, well, I have an answer. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I can Audrey answer the question? I actually have multiple answers. Wow. 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 You know, Audrey wow. always asks me wow. what the questions wow. are for the podcast. Wow. And I think gives them uh, significantly more thought than I do. Yeah, so. Dan, there's just one word I can say to the way you treated Audrey, and that's wow. Let me say it backwards. <laughs> wow. Okay. Let me say it upside down. Mom. Anyway, Audrey, continue. <laughs> um, the three examples I can think of start off more conventional, and I think at some point they realize, oh, we could go weird with this. So number one, Archer, which uh -huh. yeah. yeah, they've gone through that's so many one. stories that they're like, let's take this, what was it, like a country, like southern yeah. thing well and then it was like it was like a noir it's, one it, there's a noir one in the 40s okay now it's like an 80s like a uh, drug running Miami thing yeah. now they're now they're in outer space and now it's like an indiana jones type thing and they uh -huh. they definitely lost me through those because it was like am i gonna watch a whole season of what kind of feels like fan fiction <laughs> about these characters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see that. so there's that i mean community is a big one that's not that's not even one of the things oh yeah well i mean that was just like they, they just turned over basically the entire cast by the end well, like, um, so the two other ones are Search Party and AP Bio. So Search Party's first season was really a little more straightforward in the, like, this group of friends trying to find their friend and those adventures that they have while doing it. And then it just kept turning into a different thing, and yeah. it's all equally good. Do you, do you watch Search Party? or I... I, I watched, I think I'm like halfway through the second season. Yeah. It just like drastically changes what yeah. it is. We're part should way I, into I the fifth season and it's almost in like science fiction territory now. Or I, I should give it another try. I watched the first episode of the first season and I found the characters so unpleasant to spend oh, time you with. Will, I just they're like, very unpleasant. Over time, you'll kind of learn to... Oh, I, I mean, know. but Appreciate over time, I can also I, I can also choose not to spend my time getting yeah, to know unpleasant characters. It's a good show. <laughs> it's like the same way. Anytime yeah. someone's like, start this new show, it starts out rough. By the but by the end of the first season, it's great. And I'm like, so you tell me I have to spend eleven hours, twelve hours? For I mean, well, I, you can I, do I what you it, want. Like, I both get it, like in that there's some characters that I'm like, I just can't spend time with you. But also, like, I don't look for to fiction for like people that I. Necessarily oh no! It's, want to it's spend more that time with, like, no. Th I mean, there are many shows where there are unpleasant characters. That I mean, like I love Mad Men. Most of those characters yeah. are assholes. But that and perfectly like the, maps onto your ethical and moral fucking standards, Elliot. Mad Men. Mad Men. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. Because well, yeah. Because anyway, uh, what happened to men that were not allowed to be like men anymore? Anyway, but uh, they. But uh, <laughs> is, that like, what, <laughs> is that what Mad Men's about? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of not about that, but but it, the. Uh, 
I get when I'm saying that they were unpleasant, like I only want to watch things with characters I like. It was more like these characters were not, it was not, it was not, it was the, I didn't get to the point where I was like, these characters are intriguingly unpleasant to me, you know, yeah. or the same way that like, um, that show forever that came out with, uh, my Rudolph and Fred Armisen from, yeah. uh, from a, a few years ago where I was like, where I was like show I do not want to spend any like I do not like these people and these this show is not intriguing me into figuring out why like yeah. as opposed to something like um like um I don't know any any number of other shows where it's where it's an unpleasant character but you're like oh but this show is has really grabbed me but I think it's more a matter of personal taste so take yeah. it or leave it I'm not saying it's a bad show nor am I saying that nobody else should watch it Yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't try to convince you to do something you don't want to do I do think that there are certain shows. It's hard to find a show where they like they can take it to somewhere that's so different yeah. that like mm-hmm. just the idea that you could start with something and just keep shifting it in this way that they're letting them do is interesting. But I mean, yeah. don't watch it if you don't. Want I know. To. I mean, I should also mention part of the issue is that unlike unlike you guys, I live in a world where. I have roughly a half hour at the end of every day that is my that is my entertainment time for grown-ups <laughs> between mm-hmm. putting a child to bed and then finishing my chores we before all, going we to bed myself. We all make choices, dude. I didn't tell you to have kids. <laughs> no, that's true. This is no. I mean, I am in a world entirely of my own choosing. But it's one of those Sam things where it's like, like it. But I, love, but I remember. I love Stuart's resolute <laughs> refusal to give you any sympathy for. Any, any, not, you no, made I'm your nearly, own cage, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it reminds me like when. Um, when the wet hot American Summer Show came out, and my friends who at the time did not have a child yet were like, "We just had to sit down and watch the whole series over a weekend. We just could, in, basically in one sitting." And I was like, "Well, I don't have that option." And I know I, I know I've removed that door is one that I closed myself. No one closed it for me, but the door is closed. You know. Yeah. And the last one is AP Bio, which started out as more of a traditional sitcom. Yeah, traditional sitcom, and I think it moved to Peacock, and they realized. Oh, we can do whatever we want, and it really is just like an experiment in what a sitcom could be. Like, I think one episode is just, um, what are those called when it's like previously on? Oh, and okay. yeah, I they, think they just usually call them the recaps. On. Yeah, yeah, they just kept using recaps throughout the whole show for you know <laughs> twenty minutes. That sounds great. And it's so it's like Memento the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should. Uh, I forgot. I forgot. To, wait. I forgot to mention one thing about that oh. X Men series. I wanted to mention is that uh, they've also part of the society they've created on this X Men island is that uh, everyone can be brought back to life. No one dies forever. But if you, but uh, if you, uh, all these mutants have lost their powers, and if they want their powers back, they have to be murdered in a gladiator arena by some one of the one of the X Men so that they Isn't can this be just reborn. Dragon Ball Z. What? It's kind of, yeah, maybe. But there's part of me that's like, I kind of can't buy a, a world where the heroes have to like murder people in order to reward them with getting their powers back. Yeah. So that's so X-Men has passed me by. I'm I'm too soft. I'm too if old they, and soft. If they want their powers back, they have to open the powers booth and step inside. <laughs> I mean, if only <laughs> that um, when it's like a it's like a tele an old fashioned police box. Yeah. But, no, uh, it looks but like it's got powers booth. Like powers but it's booth. got but with powers booth face mouth. on the top, Stuart. That's what I'm saying. It's a okay. booth with powers booth face on. Yeah. Okay, fine. You get the <laughs> you. credit. This is um... everyone. Stuart's really bobbing his head back and forth. Like fine. Uh, uh, loud, I guess. <laughs> yeah, real bobblehead. Um, this is from Amelia Last Day Withheld, who writes, "Dear Peaches, Bedelia, Amelia. It has to be. Could be Amelia. Bedelia. Has to be Bedelia. She. I'm assuming Amelia heard that." <laughs> 
for the first time ever just now <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, recently, we discovered three wasp nests inside our chimney. We found this Oof. out when dozens of wasps started pouring out of the fireplace one afternoon. <laughs> yeah, as, that's horrible. Wait, did they, are they sure it wasn't that a mummy had been awoken somewhere could, in the house? It could be. <laughs> well, as, as the rest of the family screamed and proceeded to make human-shaped holes in our walls, I began the job of getting the wasps out of the house and taping mosquito netting over the fireplace. The whole time I was swatting angry insects out of my way, I kept thinking, wow, Candyman is scary. I hope the new movie captures this intense, horrifying confusion of swarming bees coming at you from nowhere. Which made me think, have the Flopsters ever lived through a moment that was straight out of a movie? Or has something ever happened that was so perfectly timed slash orchestrated that you swore a director had set it up. Amelia. Wait, does anything I mean, come I, to I, you? I, I'm going to credit Amelia for being so not like Amelia Bedelia, who would have totally screwed up that situation. Yeah. yeah. And this Amelia was on top of it. That's really fast thinking, and She's I, like, I applaud you. Yeah. Oh, I got to swat the wasps. Amelia Bedelia calls the SWAT team in, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, Amelia Bedelia, our our bullets were of no use against these wasps. Yeah, but, yeah. She, go, she calls the SWAT team on a mainline Protestant church mm-hmm. in Connecticut. And then uh-huh. it's because, like, no, because she hates Bedelia. playing against them in Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it, I've had my own run-ins with stinging insects. If you listen back to an early mini where uh, I was trying to get firewood and I was kicking a log and all of a sudden beer, bees poured out and I lost my If keys. only beers poured, poured out, that would have been great oh, if man, beer no. had poured out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Spuds McKenzie showed up. It was just like a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stu would still be kicking <laughs> trees Yeah, I'd be there. kicking every log I found. <laughs> every, every, <laughs> one of, he'd be like a video game character. Any, <laughs> any, anything that looked like it was separate log. from the background, he was yeah, kicking yeah. kick to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's barrels around. I am definitely <laughs> rolling through them. Uh, similarly, I think I've talked on the podcast before about a time when my family, we went on a trip. to We visited, we were visiting my family in New Jersey, but then I had to leave my family with my parents so that I could go work for the weekend in Atlanta on a, on a pilot for a show. And while I was away, my family had this big reunion where like my sister's family from London was there and my mom and dad who don't always get along were on like the best behavior and I missed this amazing family reunion. And on the way back from the airport when I was coming back to pick them up so we go back to LA, Cats in the Cradle started started playing and it was like too, come on, life. This is too on the nose like a scene <laughs> in, the, in a movie. You know, that that's what we'll be playing while I'm missing out on a, on a great yeah. family event. Oh, you're all looking at me. I mean, I look, I don't want to get too sappy or too detailed but because audrey's on the podcast oh, i mean no. like oh. no i just like i just oh uh, she's no the the fact that like we, because you're going to talk about a story you don't want her to hear <laughs> yeah no, no we well we, you know we went <laughs> you out watched oh. very bad things no no no, no just <laughs> so anyway that happened to us <laughs> we we went out on a couple of dates and i foolishly was like not for me but we were still uh friends and we became ever closer friends to a point that, like, I just kind of, uh, it, 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 I almost had to so do like dumb. math inside my head to realize that yeah, I'd fallen for her because I'm dumb. And then by that time, <laughs> she had 
almost moved on and I had to make a big declaration of love and et cetera. I remember you uh, telling me at another person's bachelor party while I was totally fucking hammered about this uh, that you were in fact in love with Audrey and I put my head on the bar and my hair caught fire. Yeah. (laughs) And I had to... But did you remember it? Did Uh you remember it? He should have been slapping his own head. You know, yeah. well, yeah, I remember Stuart was, I was like talking to him about it and he's like, oh, that explains why my hair smelled in the shower this morning. Yeah. He had forgotten that he had <laughs> set his hair on fire. But, um, and Dan, you had to run to the airport to get to her before she flew yeah, off to yeah, take that well, other job, that's right? That's what I'm getting at. It felt like a much more romantic comedy uh, uh, progression of things than I had ever experienced. In yeah. And you should have seen when we were at Cat's Deli, it was a real. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, People like I'll sandwiches have what he's had. and it was I great. Such an orgasm at Cassis Deli. Um, Dan faked such an orgasm. The place was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I was spraying mayonnaise everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he had he had like a ketchup bottle full of mayonnaise. Full of mayonnaise. Super soaker. It was, it was a super soaker. Yeah. Super soaker full he of had mayonnaise. To buy custom. Yeah. <laughs> he came really prepared for that cat's yeah. dinner. Yeah. He he was like, look, you need a lar- you need a wider nozzle. To get so it doesn't clog with mayonnaise, so I had to get this made. This mayonnaise oh, wow. super yours, soaker. Yours looks like mayonnaise. Mine's more like a cottage cheese consistency. <laughs> oh no. Um. Audrey, you had one though. Uh, I do have one. Where? Wait, I had many. Which one's the least bad? Uh, That's up to the you. Store of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was one time where I ran into somebody I did not want to run into. Uh, it was. Boy Troubles, it was a love triangle of sorts, and she messaged me up really a lot, and uh, it was very traumatic. Anyways, I never thought I'd see her in person. I just saw her profile picture, and then we were in a Sephora, the one in Soho, Uh and I saw, like, we could see each other, and we spoke to each other, and, like, I was, like— saying something like, oh, is, is that brand good or whatever you say at a Sephora. Yeah. And she's like, it's you. And I said, yeah, it's you too. And we had this conversation and I was dating the guy at the time, uh-huh. not yeah, Dan. The boy was yours. And, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was really like your heart rate goes up and, you know, like I walked out of there and I was in the strange mood of like being very shaken. And so I walked down. So that's, that's in Soho. I walked down to Prince Street in front of the place where there's like vendors set up and I'm still shaken Uh and this woman is selling jewelry and she's like she had a very soft voice and she was like oh touch whichever one you want this is before COVID well way before COVID obviously obviously. and um, (laughs) she's like each one has a story and a meaning it's like like that one that Uh you're touching it attracts the spiral in it attracts good energy to you. I'm like, which one's the one where you want to keep all the bad energy? Yeah. She's like, I, I didn't make any of those yet, but you know, that's a good idea. Maybe I should. And then boom, a pigeon drops in front of us. It just like died in front of us. And I'm like, oh my God. And we were freaking out because a bird just like dropped in yeah. front of us. I'm like, oh my God, I killed a bird with my bad energy. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, I can't believe I did this. Like, I don't believe in this kind of stuff. But, you know, if you're at a heightened sure, point yeah, yeah. and she was calming me down and the, the person at the next stall was like, it's okay. And then put him in a box and then the woman's calming me down. It's like, it's fine. You know, it's fine. And it's like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And I calmed down and then the bird 
flew away. <laughs> what? <laughs> the bird wow. flew away. Brought back what? to life. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> can, can our podcast be about this instead? I want to yeah. talk. I just want Audrey to tell us. <laughs> and then I bought like $100 worth of jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. You had to at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, they're like let, the bird trick worked. Yeah, we that we night, pulled off the bird, the bird scan. comes home, they're like, "I hope nobody saw me come back." Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> the bird shows up for its cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm out there fighting for my life. <laughs> it hurts to keep dropping like that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. Oh, I need I to do this for much said, longer. <laughs> the doctor said I gotta stop. Wait, wait, just one big score. There's another unhappy woman walking down the street. <laughs> Well, we can't do better than that. So let's move on to our last segment of the show, Recommendations. This is where we recommend a movie that we saw that we liked. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I fear I may have, I don't know. Are you going to recommend The French Dispatch, Elliot, based on what you said before? Because I am going to recommend The French Dispatch. Let's both do it. And I was like, you guys, that's so cute. Yeah. I was, I was, I was about, I I was going to, and I was going to start by saying this is going to make some people angry that I'm recommending, that I'm recommending The French Dispatch. Yeah. Cause Um, I know he doesn't like Wes Anderson at all. Makes him so mad. Why don't you like a beautiful aesthetic? Uh, I just, I don't connect with his movies emotionally. Uh, that's it. Okay, and that's but totally, what if, I think that's totally cool. But that's, what if all the captions the, were in like that metal font? I changed my mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think his 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 style is so at this point has gotten so ridiculously distinctive of himself that yeah. if you don't like it, don't bother. Don't go yeah. to it. And I would, but but at the same time, I'm a big fan of his stuff, not his animation stuff. That's don't love what, his animated movies. That's but. what I kind of don't understand when people like go out of their way to like badmouth Wes Anderson. I'm like, at this late date. Do you not know what you're going to get from this <laughs> and movie? It, and it's so like, easy to avoid. Yeah, it's not, like, no, it, it's not like it's not like um, you're a big you're a big comic book fan and you feel like you got to go see all the DC movies so you can be in on the conversation. Like, yeah. just don't go see them. You're if like, you don't oh like them. man, uh, Spider Man got pushed out of the IMAX theaters because of the French Dispatch again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't get mad at Stuart for not liking it because I can totally see why someone would. Not like oh, it, for but sure. he does me the courtesy of not bringing it up all the time. Uh, <laughs> although now he looks, he's got a, a gleam in his eye, like yeah, he's yeah, going I'm to. A little grim, I'm in goblin mode. But um, but so since we're both recommending it, Dan, you t- do talk a little bit about it. And then if I have anything else to add, I'll, I'll talk, talk about very it. quickly. Which is just to say that, like, <laughs> this all being said, there were moments early on where I was afraid. I'm like, oh, is this going to be like the world's most specific and esoteric sketch comedy movie? Like, because it did have that like very wry like sketch comedy vibe almost well, it was also, so the fact s- that it is a it's explicitly a movie that is a movie of, it's a movie version of a fake magazine and yeah. that magazine is a copy of the new yorker so yeah. right off the, with a little bit of paris review thrown in exactly. so right off the bat you're like this is a movie for a very specific <laughs> audience <laughs> yeah. this is a movie that's reliant on knowledge of a magazine you know yeah so. no but fortunately i am a member of that specific audience. Like, you know, it is one of those movies where I'm like, well, I'm glad that someone's making this movie because it feels specifically for me in a way that like these, this, it normally wouldn't get made. <laughs> like it is such a specific vision that like, I'm glad to see it. And my biggest problem with it, like I uh, would be suggested by the sketch comedy remark is that like, I did think like, Oh, am I not going to emotionally connect with this one? in the way that, like, you know, Stuart was saying he often finds trouble with it. But, like, as kind of goofy as all of the stories are in certain ways, 
I think that the the thing that the movie does well is that by the end of each segment, you are emotionally engaged. There is some sort of catharsis. There's some sort of like uh, bigger thing that's being sort of gotten at, even though it is kind of beautifully unclear in certain cases what exactly it is like but not in a way well, that feels like a mistake in a way that feels like it, it 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 leaves open possibilities and and i think that as it goes on each successive story i found more moving but what were you going to say elliot no no i agree i think that it's it's like it does feel at times like it is a wes anderson sketch movie yeah but it also feels in the same way like you are reading it's like um one of the a book that i love is uh maurice sendak's nutshell library which is just four little picture books and this feels a little bit like wes anderson's version of that where it's like here's some miniature wes anderson movies and they have the strengths of wes anderson movies and they have the weaknesses of wes anderson movies like he's still every every story for the most part except the one of them comes at comes at it from the point of view of a some sort of like uh like artistically sensitive man who needs a woman to support him without question basically in a way that is not always that doesn't always sit well with me, mm. but uh, at the same time, like the, I feel like he's gotten to the point where the com- the complaint you always see in reviews about him is his movies feel so precisely comp- constructed, like it's like you're looking in a little dollhouse rather than a real world, and he has so fully embraced that in this movie where it is at such a high level of aesthetic artificiality that I really like a lot to the point where uh, there are these guys, he is uh, digging into into real emotions, but in a way that is. Uh, like brought it put across in this very like not not realistic artificial way that while I was watching it, I was like he's basically he and Guy Madden are converging at certain points which is something I never expected mm. before um and so I also just love like he'll construct an entire room with a ton of weird details and like a ton of people doing things and you'll see it on the screen for four seconds and it's like wow they put a lot they put a lot of work into every single moment of this movie uh and it's it, at the same time, it's also a movie that is uh, not afraid to get silly enough that there's a police chase that involves like a strong man dressed <laughs> like a circus strong man whose entire job seems to be to cling to the hood of a car yeah. and then and not let go for the for the entirety of a car chase. So I, I really enjoyed it, but it's like you're watching like the apotheosis of Wes Anderson. It's like it doesn't get more Wes Anderson than this. Audrey, what did you want to say about it? Did you do you think that it would be seen as more successful if it was given a Buster Scruggs treatment where it's a Netflix thing where it's meant to be short stories? I don't know because it's very explicitly like you're looking at a movie version of a magazine and it's this story and then this story. And this. I think that it's – I think there's a – Wes Anderson has just reached a point with his way of doing things that you either like it or you don't like it. You know, and I think if you wanted to get someone into Wes Anderson movies, this would be the last one to show them because <laughs> yeah. because it's like, do you want to? See? It's it. It was like, and he's he's still he's not a young man, but he's youngish to be doing this. They're like, it felt like there are a lot. There's a tradition of directors getting to a point where they start doing kind of omnibus films, where you have like. Um, Fellini doing Roma or Akira Kurosawa doing Dreams, where it's like I am going to explore my interests and my style in ways that doing one story in a movie can't really afford me. I'm going to take as many opportunities as I can, and this is him doing that. Where it's like, yeah, I don't. I'm going to do like a bunch of different little things, and they're each going to be in a in my style, but I'm going to be doing different things with that style, and I'm going to let it just go out as far as I can go with it. And I and uh, 
uh, we watched it at home with like uh, with dread because I kept people kept telling me this is the movie where Wes Anderson where no one said no to him and it went to and he just didn't know what to do and the whole time watching I'm like I'm really enjoying this am I wrong for enjoying this <laughs> that I'm like oh, that I'm thought, like really enjoying it I thought you, you know were, I thought you meant that you did it as like a double feature with the movie Dread and I'm I thought like, he was watching badass. it with Judge Dread <laughs> yeah no <laughs> we watched it with Dread because I was like but the, the thing is which one do I watch first which yeah. <laughs> which is the proper setup That's for the, the other question. one no yeah. And because also, like, we were watching Dread in 3D, and uh-huh. West French Dispatch is not in 3D, but mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, the, the also, uh, I don't know, I, I really I really liked it, but it was me seeing an artist I like exploring what he's doing, pushing what he's doing as far as he can go, and there are a number of really silly jokes in it, so. Uh, Audrey, why don't you go next? Um, the movie I'm recommending is uh, an Italian movie based on a true story. Um, Based on a novel of a true story, and it is ah. Italy wow, in Dan. the 1970s. You, wait, Dan, hold, hold on a second. That Dan's alarm just went off while Audrey was speaking. Dan, that is the height of <laughs> of m- <laughs> male aggression. I, Terrible. I, it's to remind me to take a pill. <laughs> I, I didn't. <laughs> You're like, I needed a reminder to interrupt Audrey. This I is my interrupting Audrey we reminder. Go this long. Uh, anyway, it's amazing. Well, we he timed it so perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called I'm Not Scared, and it's about um, children playing in rural I- Italy, and they find one of them finds that there's another child hidden away that I guess the parents kidnapped. And uh, it's a it's a pretty dark story, but it's told through the eyes of the kids, and so there's a little bit of that wonder in it, and it's it's. A pretty good story, and it's just a a different way to, you know, see the tumultuous times of 1970 Italy, where there is a lot of kidnappings. I think that's when uh, the Getty son was kidnapped. Do you guys know that? When Balthazar Getty. I know that Ridley Scott also did a movie about that, but I don't don't know the details of the story. But yeah, uh, so it's it's that time period, and so it's about the kidnapping of this kid and another kid finding him about their friendship and how that goes. It's a movie that. That's a movie that has super dark subject matter, but yeah, they managed to make it not not bleak. Like it doesn't feel like a bleak, depressing movie, and they and they really pull off that kid point of view. Yeah, it it um, reminds me of uh, the Devil's Backbone, like that same yeah, sense yeah. of wonder as a child, but also there's dark things happening around them. Yeah, it's like Devil's Backbone or Spirit of the Beehive, or like a there's an old French movie called Forbidden Games, where it's like kids kids dealing with darkness and seeing it through their through their eyes in a way that like imbues it with like poetry yeah. in a way. Yeah. That's a good movie. I'm not scared. Uh, okay. Well, I've good recommendation. Watch- That's a better recommendation than Dan and Mai's recommendation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been watching a lot of movies cause it's kind of award season. So I'm trying to catch up on shit, uh, that people are talking about. And, uh, I guess I will today. I'll recommend, uh, a movie that's uh it was it went straight to Netflix. Well, no, I guess not straight to Netflix. It stopped in theaters first. I'm going to recommend <laughs> Power of the Dog. That's Ooh. right, P O the D. Uh, it's great. Uh, <laughs> can I do? Wait, can I do? I mean, can that I do sounds my, like uh, P of the Dick, right? P like, of the D. <laughs> what? <laughs> can what I do, do, do the audio version of a joke I tweeted yesterday before we recorded yeah, this, sure, which was Huey Lewis, Huey Lewis reviewing it, and going, "Power of the Dog is a curious thing." <laughs> In a lot of ways, it is, and it's directed by the champion, Jane Campion. 
Or should I call her Cambian because she's a little that, devilish with the twists? I love that you are. I love that you're becoming Jean Shallot. Is that you should do all your recommendations? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is a Cumber snack uh, oh. in this amazing performance. Not as successful, uh, but still a, a good try. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, working uh, hard. So what I'm going to say is, uh, this is a great little movie uh, directed by Jane Campion. Uh, with where Benedict Cumberbatch and Jesse Plemons play a couple of brothers who run a ranch in ye olden cowboy times. And they are <laughs> not, a, They wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is a real asshole and Jesse Plemons is like a lovely little wallflower. And That's the guy from Breaking Bad, right? That is the guy from Breaking Bad. And of course, Friday Night Lights. Um, and uh, his real-life wife, <laughs> Kirsten Dunst, is in the movie. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, star of Movies Forever and is great. Uh, and when she got her Hollywood Walk of uh, Fame star, I think I saw a news story describe her as Spider-Man's Kirsten Dunst, and I'm like, fuck you, take her name out your mouth, dude. She's been in so much shit. Don't just say Spider-Man. Um, but she did is, they, did they make? Did they meet on the set of Fargo, or did they know each other before I then? I think they Kirsten met Dunst on the Jesse set of Plums. Fargo. Oh, well, that's sweet. Um, and I mean, I think he murders her in that scene. No, no. Does he, they, they're, <laughs> no they're husband wait, and wife. Their husband and wife in that, yeah. But he, he, I think he has, oh, I don't want to spoil it. You and McGregor yeah. and um, Mary, what's her oh, name? Mary Elizabeth Winstead, yeah. Also met on the set of Fargo. That's uh-huh. a real, they, uh, that's a real love mess well, that Fargo met. They got together show. with each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you want to find a partner, you go and you work for Fargo and you find uh-huh. your spouse. Yeah. That's Too the way bad David Thewlis has already been on there. That's why they sing that song. Noah Hawley, Noah Hawley, make me a match. Find me a find. Noah Hawley. Um, so it is a uh, it is a tight uh, thriller. It is shot beautifully. It has a Johnny Greenwood score, so you know you're going to be jamming that shit. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch gives a great performance. His accent is an American character is Come on, questionable. It's Benedict Cumberbatch. You can't expect him to do an amazing American <laughs> accent. It's like expecting Al Pacino to do a normal voice. Um, <laughs> and it's got some twists and turns, and it's just fucking great, man. Uh, I totally recommend it. Power of the dog, or when you go to your grocery store, just ask for, that's right, P of the D. Wait, so why are they buying Wait. a movie at the grocery store? You never did that from like the bargain bin where you yeah, just- Or is there a like rental a at the corner? Like yeah, some, some stores have a rental. Usually I, wouldn't, usually I didn't have to ask the clerk for a specific <laughs> movie. I just see what was available, you know? Dude, I don't give you shit for saying Make Power Mind Maniac in New York. <laughs> okay, Sarah. fair. I, actually, yeah, I, fair I, point. Yeah, I mean, before you people do come a little for me, bit, I do give you shit for that. Um, so Fire the Dog, it's great. You should check it out. Okay. Yum, yum, yum. It's going to win awards. Well, <laughs> Audrey, thank you for being our guest. I know it was probably hard for you to get here in all the snow. So thanks. Uh, yeah, thank, you, thank you. I didn't have to. Uh, have sure. I have to um, neuter your pets, right? That's what. That, sure. You're plugging that? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I, I read a good book lately. It's called Good Neighbors. You should read that. Hey, you know who Good Neighbors is uh, written by? Sarah Langan, who's Jerry J.T. Petty's wife. Okay. I I thought that that would mean something to you. No, it's, I mean, I like him a lot. He's a great yeah. guy, and I like his movies, yeah. Anyway. Great book. 
Um, but it's not like I. It's I don't know what the if if you were looking for like a big like viral moment where I'm like what what <laughs> then I I, I apologize. Uh-huh. Yeah, sorry. Well, wait, Elliot, run into the other room and tell your kids and watch them lose their mind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're, yeah, they're gonna love yeah. it. Well, that's like it reminds me of a so there's a video of a kid these kids watching Empire Strikes Back and they find and he says Luke I'm your father and the kids have this big reaction and I was like that'll happen when we watch it and I watched it with with Sammy and he goes Luke I am your father and Sammy turns to me and goes is that true and i go yeah and he goes okay and it's like that was it like, <laughs> really process that information quickly yeah yeah i mean good for him i mean, I mean it's good he, that he yeah. fact checked it though that's yeah. true. He did, he did fact check. He knows Darth Vader's a bad guy and maybe a liar. So I mean, kids you know. nowadays are more accepting of what a family looks like that's not traditional. So that's yeah. really good. Yeah, it's really that's cool. That's very fair. He's like lots of my friends at school. They 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 were raised by their uncle and aunt. Their dad's an evil mm-hmm. cyborg. They don't know their mom. Yeah, it's. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's that's true. Well, okay, that must be tough for Luke, but we'll see where it goes. <laughs> 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 we'll see. Only maybe time just will take, tell. Maybe he'll take that disappointment and make him stronger, like in Great Expectations. And I'm uh-huh. like, that's not exactly what happens in Great Expectations, but mm-hmm. anyway. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> why don't you, thank you for listening, listeners. Uh, why don't you head on over to MaximumFun.org if you like podcasts. There's many more on uh, the network that we are on, which is called Hell yeah. Maximum Fun. And uh, you can see what they have over there that you might like. Uh, and thank you to Alex Smith who is our producer. Mm-hmm. A big fan of French Dispatch as well, so I'm sure he'll uh, he'll like put some cool sound effects underneath your, your recommendation. <laughs> like, mm, wee wee. Mm, ooh, wow. And like, ooh, la, la. Uh, audience cheering. Yeah. yeah. Lots of applause, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, what a treat to do this movie with all of you. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is a blast. For the Flophouse, I have been Dan McCoy. And I have been Stuart Wellington. And I've been Elliot Kalin. And for this time being, I'm Audrey Lazaro. Bye. <laughs> I like, Audrey, that you left the door open to become something else someday. Did you guys know that the f- founder of Gucci was named Gucci Gucci? I did say that. Wait, you're, his first you're name kidding, was Gucci. Right? His first name was Guccio, and there's a lot of Italian names in between, and then his last name was Gucci. Oh. And I'm like, what a country. I love it. Because <laughs> Guccio Gucci sounds like an Irish Italian man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's Guccio Gucci. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.